When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free you're listening to fox sports radio oh let's go arnie touchdown baylor touchdown did you, you watch? okay did i did i is that too early too soon did did you watch the game? Wow! Yes, I did watch the game. Well, obviously not, because why would I be upset? You know, what? here's here's when what it was twenty eight to three. You. People were texting in that you were in tears. I was going to text. I you. did not get one single text that I was in tears. I saw your jerky yeah. tweet about wow. was I crying at halftime. You know, I was going to text you when it was twenty eight to three, but I'm sure anything I sent you would have put you over the edge. So I decided, eh, let him suffer in peace. It's going to be a real long night for that guy. No way they come back from this one. Um, again. D- did you see the final score? I mean, I, didn't I can watch play the last five minutes. I can play it for you right now, or you can continue to try to troll me the rest of the night wow. and make this a six-hour show Don't instead of a three-hour show. Don't you understand? I root for your teams for crying out loud. You do not root for my teams. I know. I just said that. You, you root. No one roots harder against my teams 
than even the people in the stadium on Saturday night that were Baylor fans. Artie, listen, as we come to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I mean, we can't even count on your Arizona cart or Arizona Wildcats to show a pulse. I mean, I, I think you're the last person that should be talking any gas with that joke of a I, football program. I, I, wow! Stop ducking us. I wanted you to know. I, I was... That's was, the funniest thing you've was, said in ten years. I, I was thinking about you when it was twenty-eight to three, and I'm like, "Yeah, no way, Oklahoma comes back this time." Boy, is Plank going to be sour when he show if he shows up on Sunday? Right, I, because I, I, I never it, show up. Well, because I put it well, hey, fifty-fifty after a loss like that. Who knows? I thought it was going to be fifty-six to six. If you just double it, I figured that was going to be the final score. So I, I figured you'd be pretty salty about that again. Did you happen to see what happened in this game, or did you just decide to turn it off at the half? I know I turned it off at twenty-eight to three. I didn't okay. want to watch any more. Well, you, you, and Baylor apparently had that same mindset wow. as well. Do you know? Here's the the funniest thing, and it's just yeah. it's it's so unique. Before games at places uh, like Baylor, they have a pregame prayer, right? Yeah. It's just kind of unique. The uh, I don't know if it would be the pastor or the preacher. Arnie, his whole prayer was basically begging God for the Baylor Bears to win. I've got to find tape of it somewhere. It's And at the very end of it, instead of saying amen, he said, sick him Jesus, which was still wow. one of, I, Exactly, right? It was one of the wow. weirdest things I've ever been a part of. And then... Uh, and then they jumped out to that 28 to 3 lead. And I was like, geez, I need to maybe start changing the way I pray because the way this thing's going right now, everything's going their way. But uh, the largest comeback in OU football history, uh, without a doubt, probably up there among the most surprising, just based on the way that things were going for Jalen Hurts. And, you know, suddenly we've got ourselves quite a little quagmire there of one loss teams battling for that fourth spot. So I'm not allowed to say congratulations to your Oklahoma team, right? Why Why would you when oh, you basically geez. spent the whole uh, oh, no, first five minutes of the no, show complaining? No, 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 the, I, I can't say that word, right? Why wouldn't you say congratulations to him? They won no, a game. No, not that. Oklahoma, is it deemed offensive? Or is that Boomer Sooner? I, You're thinking Boomer confused. Sooner. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was Oklahoma that was right. offensive. Right. Well, I don't know what's offensive anymore. You've got you got to send me a, a, yeah. a list before the show. Okay, so it's not Oklahoma. It's Boomer Sooner. Okay, I got it now. By the way, That's Joe Castiglione, who is the greatest <laughs> athletic director on the planet, <laughs> is probably tuned in while he's driving down to Dallas to take part in the playoff uh, ranking uh, release. Joe, please schedule Arizona. Just we'll, we'll go out there Do every it. every Do other it. week and just the thing is you won't stop talking. There is nothing that will keep you from talking. All right, so so here's yes. what we've got tonight. We got a very yeah. busy show yeah. coming up in our next segment. Uh, good friend of the program, Ari Timken. Ari, uh, Arnie, you probably don't remember this. You worked with him in Dallas when you were down there for like eighty years. I did. Um, he is with the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. He's oh, okay. also my partner with uh, on Big 12 Radio. But uh, interesting developments involving the Cowboys today. Ooh. And I don't know if you get excited, Arnie, or if you get concerned if you're a Cowboy fan. But we're going to talk to Ari to kind of get the feel of the room for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see how Bobo feels about it as well, too. Plus, in hour number two, Benjamin Albright will be in the house. We'll talk all kinds of different storylines for those that haven't heard Ben on with us before. He's fantastic. Uh, he's up there with the newsbreakers, always has unique perspective to bring. Uh, and we'll get into kind of all the, the, the news notes from this weekend because, honestly, it seemed after, what, week 12 for college football, week yeah. 11 for the NFL, 
Arnie, it felt like this weekend really became about the off-the-field stories and issues way more than it did about anything on the field, even in the college game. I mean, two was injury and the whole right. should he have played debate. Then you had the whole saga with Caps, uh, Colin Kaepernick's workout, which I'll let you rant and rave on. Then we had Miles Garrett oh, and yes. what he did on Thursday night. I mean, did we have anything on the field that could help steer us away from these off-the-field conversations today in Week 11 in the NFL? No. And, and, and Chris, what made it a little bit worse is I think the the morning games there was what one game within um one or two games i think two games within uh, a one possession game otherwise everything else was a blowout and it was like one of those days if you're going to compare to nfl to college football it was like one of those lousy days when like alabama's playing western carolina or something like that and and clemson's running it up against some some uh you know cream puff also wait a minute though arnie Spann. wow we have a developing situation in Sunday night football. The Rams have just taken a 17-7 to lead. Uh, DeSager, Lee, Bobo, back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I just saw Chase Daniel is in the game. Uh, the Rams lead at 17-7. to Bears trying to mount a comeback. I'm not seeing anything, gents, about an injury here. Have they, have they finally pulled the plug? On the Mitch Trubisky experiment here, they went for to the, the Chicago bullpen. Bears. They went. Wow! Finally, thank goodness. If you're a Bears fan, they've seen this movie before. Yeah, they only waited what two years and three months or something. <laughs> I mean, the Rams' offense has been truly horrendous tonight, and they're winning by double digits. Need we say more? Look, now they're talking wow. to him. Why do you have to talk to him like that and put your hand around them? What is this, college or something? What is he, crying? I mean, come on now. Well, He's still getting paid. But what? Well, what, Chris? Stop it. They're trying to save him, actually, on the well, sidelines because they're going to use him again. Not everyone is a jerk like you are, Arnie. There you wow. go. That sums up pretty much I mean, any topic on this wow. show. <laughs> I mean, and there, you have your fake account. Be, I can't believe you called Arnie a jerk. Yeah, that's a jerk mindset to where you don't think that it's okay for a coach to come over and kind to put a guy, put his arm around a guy, especially yeah. a youngster. Well, Mr. Biscuit's in his second year. Go well, ahead, because, explain away. Well, because there's two minutes left in the game, and we're down by 10. I think I'll go ahead and talk to you after the game. Right now, I've got to worry about getting 10 points on the board to try to tie this thing up or try to win this. I'll I'll, I'll play lovey-dovey with you and talk to it, you later on. I'm, I'm a little busy right now. Sorry. So, so you walk over and say you're benched and just ignore him? You don't give him more of an ex- – when you've supported him in public, you don't give him a little bit more? More than that? Oh, you know what? Let me go feed my dogs now in the middle of the segment because I love them so much. Of course. I mean, there's a, there's a time. Yeah, because the game's nonstop. Yeah, Arnie, the game's not nonstop. There's downtimes. We have commercial breaks. You could feed your damn dogs. He can go over there and talk to him while the team's in uh, in a timeout after he's called the play. What do you mean? How dare I, he go over there and, I, and love a guy up, if you will? I, I just can't believe that that's on your mind when this is going on. Um, and, and, you know, you have, look, you've got a game to win. I don't understand why that's so important right now, why you can't talk to him after the game. It, why? Is he getting his feelings hurt? There's a lot of yes. people that get pulled at a game and the coach doesn't come over there and Belichick wouldn't go ever and, and say, hey, I'm sorry for pulling you. We've got to make a change. He would just give you a glare <laughs> stare or something like that. But again, this is the guy that, uh, right or wrong, they're going to need at some point. You're going to need him again, and he is shot mentally. So you do what you can to try to say, hey, we're doing this. Here's why. Help us be a team guy here. I don't understand why you have a problem with that. That just seems to be a common sense thing. Who cares what Belichick does? Matt Nagy realizes this was the third pick in the draft. It has not gone well. It's obviously been a disaster. You just can't bench him and ignore him.
right? I mean, well, come on, Arnie. Chase has already played. I, I don't understand. Everybody's already been clamoring for him. He's already complained that he doesn't want the TV sets on. It sounds like he's a little sensitive, if, if you're asking me. You know what, though? I will say this. I will yeah. say this. And I disagree with you wholeheartedly here. But this does seem like Matt Nagy looking to make sure he's got someone to blame here. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I won't lie. I'm not saying I – when you finally make the decision – with yeah. three minutes to go in the game and you're down 10, that you're going to pull the plug on a guy. That, to me, it's almost as if you finally, oh gosh, I can't think of an analogy that would work that doesn't sound awful, <laughs> but you finally decide that you're going to plug the leak when the when the basement's flooded. It's like, all right, honey, let's, I mean, listen, we got boats that we're going from room to room and let's plug the leak. <laughs> so. I, while I disagree with, hey, I don't think it's the right time to talk to a guy and let him know why you're making this move, I think, A, you waited way too long, and B, it's almost as if you're now in a position to where you're saying, um, it's all Mitch's fault, Chase is our guy, if we had him in here, we could have won even more games. That, that's the only thing I can come up with, because you're right, the timing is very, very odd well, to finally make this and, decision. And I'll even, oh, let's go ahead and mix it all together now. Oh, go because, I know where you're going. Oh, go I would love, if you know what, let me tell you this. If you told me Colin Kaepernick came into the game for the Bears right now, it'd be the most watched last two minutes in the history of regular season football. Uh, to see what this, if this, if we said Colin Kaepernick starting for the Bears next weekend, um, it would be the most watched game uh, in regular season football. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, I, and I will say, I, I think Look, somebody just texts that in and says, "Wow, seems like Cap just found the job in Chicago. Let them start. Let the rumors start flying now, oh, there, Chris." Oh, you know, I, I, Mike Floor. Has had that tweet in his drafts uh, for months. Hey Arnie, <laughs> yeah. can you Go do ahead, me Bubba. a favor? Yes. Can you stop saying text and it's a tweet? Oh, yeah, it's oh, a tweet. Yeah. Coming from a Cowboy fan. All right, you. Got well, it, they bro. won today. What do you mean coming yeah, from a Cowboy yeah. fan? All right, you uh, Dolphin fan. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't know if Arnie's even a sports fan. I just think he likes to wow. come in and talk gas for about three hours. So Mitch Trubisky has been benched. Yeah. The Bears season. Is over at four and six now. I mean, I mean, I, I don't see a ten point comeback whenever the Rams have the ball on their twenty on the twenty yard line of the Bears. And okay, I was going to say if Gurley runs out of bounds on this play, but they are just churning away the clock right now, making the Bears use their timeouts. But um, ah, oh, it's a, oh, they're saying it. They're saying a hip injury now. Oh, so I guess Ian Rappaport is trying to say that there's some sort of injury. So why they have to go over and, and you know whisper something? And why are the players kind of going uh, over and putting their hand on their shoulder and stuff like that? Yeah, Ian Rappaport just tweeted that the Bears say Mitch Trubisky has a hip injury and is questionable to return. Yeah, that is kind of odd, Arnie. Yeah, I yeah, mean, if you're I don't know. <laughs> if 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 you're going to make it, if you're going to make me build this hill and start climbing up, but to say I don't have a problem with you going up and trying to to talk a guy up after you just benched him, when suddenly comes out, oh, it's a hip injury. <laughs> after, right, let's see the injury report next week and see what they've got him now right, listed as. Okay, exactly. But I don't see him with trainers. I don't see him over in the injury tent. Yeah. I don't see them working on anything right now. It it just seems to be very I wonder <laughs> I wonder if this went as far, Arnie, as maybe there was a coordinated effort to where and boy, Ryan Pace is getting a lot of TV time right now up in the uh, up in the uh, GM's booth. But I wonder if they say, "Hey, w when we make this move with Trubisky, let's go ahead and make it clear that he's going out with an injury and that this isn't a pitching." I mean, maybe this guy is that fragile mentally well, to where you, you have know, to Chris, make sure you build him up. 
you're actually kind of making my point. It, it seems like they're going out of their way to protect him, to give this report, to, to go talk to him. I, I mean, are, are you starting to have a change of mind here? Because I, is he that sensitive with the TV getting shut no, off? No, and no, no. What's going on here? I'm not. I'm not questioning whether or not he's overly sensitive. You were. No, no, not. I, I don't disagree with you on on that at all, Arnie. I disagree with your premise that how dare a coach go over and try to talk a guy up whenever he's he's. I'm sorry. Left the game with a hip injury. John Middlecoff, by the way. <laughs> John Middlecoff, by the way, on Twitter just uh, retweeted the Ian Rappaport tweet yeah. with the uh, Ron Burgundy meme that said, I don't believe you. And that's how I feel right now. I don't believe you. I don't believe any of this that's out there right now. Okay. Well, we'll try to figure out exactly what's going on, but it looks like the Bears are going to fall to four and six right now. And basically, the Bears are now three games out of the final NFC wild card with six games to go. So they're done, right? I mean, this is this is a team that some people were talking about in the preseason with yeah. Super Bowl aspirations. I mean, come on. And Wasted then last season. And then last week they won a game and suddenly it's like, oh, hey, we're still alive. Well, they get smoked tonight. Final score from Los Angeles. The Rams beat the Bears 17 to 7. We'll have more on this in a maybe underwhelming week 11 as we roll on here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. But when we come back, what did we learn about the Dallas Cowboys? We'll talk to Ari Timken with Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What will the four-team playoff rankings look like, and what did we learn about the Dallas Cowboys? Ari Timken coming up in moments here with Arnie and Plank on Fox nice. Sports Radio. But first... We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. What are you laughing at? I'm just looking at the highlights of the game, and instead of showing the action, all they're showing is um, them talking to Trubisky on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, showing, they're showing the – a uh, conversation that Matt Nagy had with Mitch Trubisky. They're showing him kind of walking around, tugging on uh. his shoulder pads. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because I, Ben Maller always always says this, and I agree. Sometimes the best story is in the losers' locker room. Right. Well, right. there's no question that's the case tonight. Oh. Uh, he's up there with the hardest working men in radio, if not the hardest, from the Dallas Cowboys radio network and. Big 12 on Sirius XM. He is Ari Timken, and he joins us live here on Fox Sports Radio. Ari, thanks for staying up. Before we dive into the Cowboys game today, what a game between Oklahoma and Baylor. So I got to know, since we cover the Big 12 incessantly, you and I do, what, what what's the next step now? Do we see the Sooners move up a bit? Uh, are they firmly in this conversation about the playoffs? Where do you see the Big 12 and its battle with the Pac-12 and maybe keeping a second SEC team out? Plank, I went to sleep at halftime. What happened? Uh, to <laughs> you weren't alone. Really? Apparently, apparently, Arnie did too. So yeah. you weren't alone. <laughs> uh, what an unbelievable game, huh? I mean, sooner magic is that? Uh, that's, that's the, the thing, term. I guess, huh? You got it. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, look, I think Georgia still controls its own destiny. I think if Georgia wins out, wins the SEC championship, the yeah, LSU and Georgia are both in. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I think Oklahoma, if they win out, they're the next team because. You know, we talked about this week with the Pac-12 in particular. You know, they, they only have the potential for one more top 25 win left on their yeah. schedule. And the Big 12, and Oklahoma specifically, now has three with Bedlam, assuming Oklahoma State could stay in that top 25. And then, of course, I guess if Baylor can too in that Big 12 championship. So assuming they have three potential more top 25 wins. So I, I would imagine, you know, one loss Oklahoma with all those wins down the stretch versus, a you know, one loss Oregon, one loss Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Would get them in, but who knows? And again, I think yeah. Georgia still is in the driver's seat. For I that, agree. That fourth what, what spot, you, anyways. I was going to say, what about Alabama? What happens to them the rest of the way now without Tua? Well, I mean, I guess if they want out, then they would uh, be in good position. They win the Iron Bowl, they'd be in good position. So um, I, we'll see. I mean, it just depends on. I mean, that's a really good Auburn defense. So we'll see if Mac Jones can, you know, can can get that win. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if they beat Auburn, then certainly, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting conversation if Georgia wins the SEC championship. And, you know, that's a week after Auburn, uh, Alabama beats Auburn with Mac Jones. And, um, you know, it's just it's been a crazy year for Alabama who, you know, they always catch every break, right? But so many injuries this year for them. Just defense just completely, I mean, losing both All-American linebackers early in the season. They lose pass rushers. 
it's just been that kind of a season, and nobody feels bad for the Crimson Tide on. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, before I get to the NFL, Ari, I want to put one kind of little bow on our conversation about college football. When, when we'd spend our summer weeks and months talking about the upcoming college football season, we'd hem and haw and we'd complain about, oh, it's two teams, so why does it matter? We know it's going to be Alabama and Clemson, and if there's one thing that this season has provided, we've learned it's a lot more. I This has been a fantastic season for college football. There's been some ups and downs. Yeah, there's been some rough weeks, but when we thought it was just going to be two teams – I think that we've been absolutely overjoyed with what we've received. I mean, just LSU, for example, and heck, Oregon and Utah. I mean, it's been a great year for for college football. No question. I mean, it's it's it has had a lot more parity than we're, we've seen. You know, with Alabama and Clemson's dominance in recent history, no question, it's been exciting and fun. And even Ohio State with Ryan Day, you know, there were question marks with with him and. I mean, it's like they have their own Lincoln Riley to a certain degree and a tremendous amount of talent. Ohio. I mean, at this point, LSU and Ohio State are clearly the two best teams in the country. So if we want, we can just play that BCS National Championship game and get those two teams, right, Chris? Oh, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Ari, let's dive into your Cowboys. I know you were all over it today. Big win for Dallas. Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about Arnie Spaniers Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, surprised he, I'm surprised he hasn't made them his team yet, so there's still hope, but – I mean, for speaking of ups and downs and, and twists and turns this year, they're basically in control right now in the NFC East. But it wasn't necessarily easy today against the Lions, was it? Well, I mean, they, you know, they, yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, basically a one-score game until end of the, you know, close to the end of the game. But you know, look, the the Cowboys. It's funny because last year they won with this sort of old style of you know, ground and pound and defense, and it just wasn't sustainable. They just didn't have a very credible passing offense. And, you know, part of it was their play calling. A part of it was, and Arnie knows Jason Garrett from his days at 105 through the fan, you know, it's just very basic and vanilla. And, you know, so they needed a a major makeover. And and last week they lost to Minnesota on Sunday football in a game they should have won because their Dak Prescott is playing at an MVP level right now. And they took the ball out of his hands and insisted on running the ball. They had, two possessions down the stretch of that game against Minnesota where they ran the ball seven times for three yards. Five of those seven carries went for one yard or less, and they were throwing in that, those drives eight of 14, 113 yards, 14 yards of reception. So it was just nonsensical what they were doing, and you thought, oh, man, that's, that's going to put a cap on their ability to win you know, big, even if they can win the division. It's just the same old Cowboys and taking the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands when he's playing extremely well in an inefficient run game. This week they played a bad team with Jeff Driscoll in at quarterback and and uh, you know and a basically Bo Scarborough, a third string running back who was a former seventh round pick of the Cowboys who never even played for them, was cut at you know tra- after training camp it was on their practice squad, and uh, you know and and but their offense just relied so much more on Dak Prescott. We heard you know Jason Garrett say things like. You know, he told Pam Oliver apparently at halftime, and she came out on Fox and said that he said that hey, if they give us the opportunity, they want to they want to load up to stop the run. We're gonna take advantage of the pass, which sounds like a pretty basic thing to say, but it's really like not anything we ever hear Jason Garrett say. Like there, he's just not very reactive and you know, kind of making adjustments, things that you need to be able to do in modern football that he's just not shown the ability to do. So I think if he can. You know, Dak Prescott, again, they're 6-4, and four, and so Dak's kind of an underrated MVP candidate. But, I mean, look at his numbers. He's putting up a ridiculous season this year. This is his third game of 400-yard passing. If you can believe it, in the history of the NFL, there's only been a, a player that's 
thrown four 400 yard games in a season. So he's one away from tying the NFL record for 400 game, 400 yard games in a season in 10 games. Um, he's number one in QBR ahead of Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. He, he's just, he's been fantastic. The receiving core has been good. Michael Gallup has really blossomed. You know, he had 148 yards receiving in this game, was just had a monster 41 yard uh, reception on a third and nine. You know, so it's Zeke is not not having a great year. Their run blocking hasn't been good. The running game just hasn't gotten much traction, and they need to realize that this is a pass first offense, it's a pass first league. And you know, so if they can, regardless of the bad team they beat, if they can continue to play that way, they have a much higher ceiling because of how good Dak Prescott in this offense, this passing offense is. Hey Ari, do we ever find out what Jason Garrett said behind closed doors in that special meeting about taking responsibility or what? Well, I mean, who knows if he took responsibility or if he just said, hey, let's actually be more reactive and adjust and just not be the same old plain Jane offense. Because that's, you know, again, that was the you know, soda game. It was everything that they've been that's, they don't, that they can't be. You can't win in the playoffs playing the way they played against Minnesota. And so it was heartbreaking in that regard. So hopefully what we saw in this Lions game is them doing something we haven't really seen Jason Garrett doing basically 10 years as the head coach of the Cowboys. So. Hopefully that's what he said to uh, to a certain degree to that team because that's what we saw on the field today. Again, against a bad team, but hopefully it's bigger than that. All right, Ari. I know you got a show in the morning. Uh, you're the man. We appreciate you staying up late with us, and I hope we get a chance to do this again soon. But uh, thanks so much for coming on, and, and we'll get you on again whenever. You can find time for us, man. Have a great show in the morning. Thanks, Ari. You guys are killing it. Both radio legends. Appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ari. That's Ari Timken. Uh, covers the Dallas Cowboys. He's also on Big 12 Radio, on the Magic Radio. You can find us, of course, on Sirius XM Channel 83. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, did we have enough on the field in Week 11 to overshadow the off-the-field stories? No, We'll do no, our best all, to no. make sense of it next. But first, Steve DeSager is in the house with everything going on in the world of sports. What's going on, DeSager? Hello, gentlemen. So we're going to go with the whole hip injury thing for Mitchell yes, Trubisky. I guess tonight. so. I guess so. <laughs> he I walked off just fine. You know, I'm no doctor, but uh, <laughs> okay. He was pulled for the final drive in L.A., and Chicago lost 17-7 anyway to the Rams. Mitchell Trubisky, one touchdown, one interception, 100 90 yards passing in this game. Can we just call the Bears season over at this point? And I know the coach hasn't talked to the media yet to get the probably questions one, two, and three about the Trubisky pulling there. He's too but, busy talking to Mitch and, you know, calming him down. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> behind closed doors this time. But uh, you remember when the Bears lost in London to the Raiders? That has started a stretch now where Chicago's lost five of their last six games. So they're four and six. They could be 6-6 six and six going into December this season because the next two games are against the Giants and at slumping Detroit on Thanksgiving. Say they are 6-6 six and six going into December. Then Chicago's four games in December are against Dallas, Green Bay, Kansas City, Minnesota. Oh, that's four losses. So let's just say the season is over once again because if we brought this up on other Sunday night shows, the Minnesota Vikings, a good team, have the last playoff spot at this point. Minnesota Vikings at 8-3 and three 
because, you know, it's either the Packers or the Vikings going to win the division and the other maybe get the final playoff. They're both going to have good records this year. The Rams, even with the win at 6-4, and four, are by no means guaranteed yeah. a playoff spot. They For could sure. very easily miss the playoffs in the NFC this year. Well, it is a 17-7 Rams final, and with wide receivers out and linemen injured, they just decided to ride Todd Gurley, and he actually had 25 carries in this game, 97 yards, including a one-yard TD, one fumble for him in the win. New England trailed 10-0 at Philadelphia in the first half and won 17-10 anyway. Julian Edelman threw a touchdown pass just after halftime. Patriots now 9-1. San Francisco is 9-1 after a comeback victory over Arizona, 36-26. Niners had trailed 16-0 in the first half. Kyler Murray, three total touchdowns in the loss, but only 150 yards passing, and he was sacked four times. Oakland beat winless Cincinnati 17-10. The Bengals are 0-10. Rookie quarterback Ryan Finley, 13 of 31 passing, two turnovers. He was sacked five times, and uh, wow. four times those sacks were by fellow rookie fourth-rounder Max Crosby. Be a joke Let's for go. Joe. That's what they're, be a Max. joke for Joe. That's what they're doing. Mad Max. Yeah, no, Bank on Burrow. Don't steal any of these. Nothing for Tua anymore. Clearly, wow. uh, wide receiver Auden Tate of the Bengals was carted off on a stretcher after a tough hit. He caught the ball at a third and long, but he did get on the plane with the team, wearing a neck brace, says he's okay. All tests were negative. By the way, quarterback of Alabama, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, will have hip surgery tomorrow. He's out for the year. He had ankle surgery last month. Georgia, for what it's worth, is up to number four in the new polls. Alabama fell to number five. The committee's, of course, new rankings come out Tuesday night. Kyle Busch won this year's NASCAR. NASCAR title. That's his second series championship. And how about this at Staples Center? Last night in the NBA, it was the Atlanta Hawks there. They trailed the Clippers 20 to 3, and the Hawks lost 150 to 101. Tonight, it's the Hawks in the same building against the Lakers this time. They were down 30 to 6. By halftime, it was Lakers 69-41. to Wow. Eight minutes to go now. Lakers 104-85 in the lead. And another loss for Golden State. New Orleans beat the Warriors 108-100. to The Warriors are 2-12. and D'Angelo Russell is out at least two weeks with a sprained thumb. Of course, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and others are injured. Draymond Green was 2 of 10 shooting tonight. Alec Burks was 2 of 13. Jordan Poole, 0 of 7 shooting for the Warriors. Oh. Eric Pascal had 30 points points in their loss at New Orleans. Back to you. All right. Good stuff. As we come I don't to think Kerr's ever going to call us now, ever come on the show now. Well, I mean, do you even want him now to come wow, on? Wow. Look at you just being a front runner like that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really want the Warriors doing everything. Here's the funny thing. As I say that tongue in cheek as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, because it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You kind of need to enjoy this downtime now. <laughs> For the Warriors, I'm being serious, Arnie, because you realize they're going to get Clay Thompson back, they're going to get Steph Curry back, and they're yeah. going to have a lottery pick. And they'll end up probably getting, oh gosh, could you imagine, uh, who's, um, why did I just, oh, Greg Anthony's kid? Could you imagine Cole Anthony running the court with Steph Curry? Could you imagine if they get Wiseman out of Memphis? So you got to kind of enjoy the downtime for the Oakland Warriors because it's just a matter of time before they end up back in the mix. I don't so. know why Steve Kerr doesn't do load management. Let him take the year off also. I yeah, mean, you know else. what? Just let your friend, just let the, is Mike Brown still there? Just let him coach yeah, the rest of the year and you're all good. Exactly. <laughs> That's a all great right, so, idea. 
What, was was there anything? Now again, this this was a developing story tonight with Mitch Trubisky and the quote unquote hip injury. Maybe we kind of start to scratch and claw back for the Rams, maybe. But I mean, was there any storyline, Arnie, that was able to take away from the uh, mess that was the off the field issues in the NFL? Granted, part of the Miles Garrett saga. I mean, all of the Miles Garrett saga started on the field, but. I mean, from the – I don't even know how to describe what was going on with the back and forth on the cap workout. Did anything happen in week 11 that can take away from this as a conversation piece beyond just breaking down the actual games themselves? No? No, you, you want to talk about a no-frills weekend. This was the no-frills weekend. Um, I mean, sure, there was some games, and not, not too many were enjoyable, to be honest with you. Um, enjoyed San Francisco and the Cardinals, and then, of course, um, that was a good come-from-behind victory for San Francisco. They go ahead and stay uh, at 9-1. and one. Patriots-Eagles, that was an ugly game. Boy, did the Eagles look just horrible, but at least that was a one-possession game. Otherwise, no, that uh, the Vikings-Broncos, but the Vikings should never even have allowed the Broncos to make it that close. So, no, there was really nothing on the field compared to all the, you know, big three stories happening off the field that's going to overshadow it. Yeah, you know, I was I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping that maybe, you no, know, there's it, nothing. It, maybe that later game, I mean, it, in all honesty, there wasn't even a game this week. You know, the NFL Network has their games of the week, right? And every week they they reshow maybe what about five or six games. I think I might minimize that to reshowing like two, because yeah. because right? the Patriots and the Eagles game was pretty good, but yet it was sloppy. Not really. That wasn't such. That's, it was just close. That's what it I'm saying. Good. It was there. Yeah. You go. That that's a better way to put it. It was yeah. just a close game. Don't know if it was a good game. I, I guess what the the Cowboys game was the best game of the day. Could have been. Yeah. I, I mean, at least you had some offense. It was close, a little back and forth. Lions tried to keep up. I mean, that was somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, beyond that, this much ballyhooed matchup between the, the Texans and the Ravens was as one-sided oh. as we've seen anything this season. I don't know. You know, the, the, the Niners and the Cardinals snuck in a really good game. That might have been the, the game of the day. But even in that, Garoppolo threw, what, three picks. So... If they don't turn the ball over, it's a much different world there. But still, that ended up being a great game with a game-winning touchdown with just over 30 seconds left. Great game, according to you, but not according to Vegas, by the way. Yeah, that backdoor Uh, cover at the end, it's kind of a nightmare. And they didn't kick the extra point because they don't have to kick the extra point. The number was like 10, 10 and a half. Oh, so Um, they didn't cover. well, if it, if you had the hook, maybe some people uh, yeah, took I a think, little less juice on it. Yeah, you know, the, the line could have gone up and down. That's why I'm saying Vegas took a beating um, because 10 kind of just destroyed them. That was, uh, And if they would have kicked the extra point, then it would have been much better for them. You know, I, uh, I, I follow Todd and I follow uh, your boy, Teddy, from, from, sat- from your Saturday night show. And, right. and obviously we all follow the, the crew from, from uh, Vegas – and Fox Sports Radio, R.J. Yeah. Bell, and your boy Bernie Frado. Yeah. But they were laying out that this was an awful day for the books. That really? apparently beyond, beyond just the Arizona-San Francisco game, I guess there, there were a lot of people that have just gone with that theory of betting against the Bengals all year long, which had worked out pretty well, and the Raiders tried to hand them a football game. Where, yeah, but not, not today because they didn't cover. Ra- that's Raiders what I'm like saying. 11, yeah, they're 11-point favorite. So where a lot of people were kind of betting the the favorite to cover, they didn't. I think the I think the uh, I think the books took a, a little bit of a bath on that because the the Bengals got a lot of action. But at bottom line, 
it wasn't a good day. That's not why Todd Furman isn't joining us today. Maybe I should be very clear about it. <laughs> but just that was – it was kind of wild whenever you're looking at that maybe as a storyline. Oh, man, tough day for Vegas. Probably lays out that it wasn't necessarily a great weekend on the field. Now, with that said, Arnie, we do have to spend some time talking about these major topics, right? Oh, absolutely. So we do have to spend some time here with, okay, what's next for Kaepernick? Why did the Browns shut down the Jay Glazer interview with Miles Garrett? And what do you do if you're to a tongue of Iloa? Do you sit back and, and wait and try to go back to school for another year? Do you go ahead and turn pro? Let's dive into those three topics. Well, it's funny next. that you're asking now, but uh, what was it, two, three weeks ago when I said that he should have shut it down before the LSU game, um, nobody was asking the question then. Then it was just get him healthy, get him out there, and uh, we'll worry about everything else after that. Now we're asking the questions. Should have been asking the questions three weeks ago. Well, I think, they, I, I, I think that it's wild because you and I brought this up last week, and You'll hear so many people do this in college basketball, and we did it last year with Zion Williamson, right? Oh, he just shouldn't play. He, he just should go ahead and, and, and wait for the NBA. I, I can't even think back to whenever Jadavian Clowney had that hit in the bowl game. Remember that popped the Michigan right, player's right, helmet off? Right. Oh, he shouldn't even play his next season. He'd just sit out. But for some reason, we never did that with, with Tua. I mean, it just it, it was odd. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's got to get back out there and play. So we'll dive into that hypocrisy next. And what's next for not just Tua, but Alabama? He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We're recapping week 11 of the NFL and kind of dipping our toe in the college football pool next, right here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Don't know if I failed to mention it, but it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, and we're always coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, Arnie, figuring out which way is easier. Yeah. By the way, I did want to say, yeah, our man Mike Harmon, diehard Chicago Bears fan, Mike, yeah. if, if you need a lifeline to vent, our tops are our opening segment of next hour is wide open, though. I don't really have too much sympathy for Bears fans because we do own their first pick in Oakland slash <laughs> Vegas this year. And as long as they keep losing, that pick keeps increasing in value. Hey, what we might we... be we might be able to end up getting to a tongue of Iloa with wow. that first round pick. Now, look at you. Yeah, because he may drop down. Who knows how far he's going to try? Is he still even a first round selection? Great question. Um, you know, I don't even know anymore. I don't know what happens to us. In fact, no Chris, idea. the Raiders right now would own two top 20 picks in the yeah. first round because that Bears pick that the Raiders will get is getting better and better. So you would think that by the end of the season, and I mentioned their December schedule, that is going to be a top 10 pick that the Raiders have. And the Bengals right now, of course, the only winless team would be picking number one overall. The Redskins still only have one win at the moment. They would be picking two overall. Oh, okay. See, so uh, we'll give you our pick in the uh, 30s after the Raiders go to the AFC Championship game, Chicago, <laughs> if you want to give us Khalil Mack back. I'll, I'll do your work for you there, Mike Mack. But I, I want to I circle back to the conversation that we teased. And listen, uh, great stuff on Twitter. We're going to kick off hour two with all of your Twitter reactions from week 11 in the NFL and week 12 in the college football season. So hit us up. Uh, Arnie is at Stinking Genius. One S T I N K I N genius and the number one. Go follow him. I'm yep. at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. But what do you do now 
if you're Tua Tungavailoa, Arnie? Do you go ahead and still turn pro and just you know hope that you end up in the first round, knowing how we value quarterbacks? Do you go back to Alabama for another season? I mean, I, I don't think you go back to school, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he likes playing the school, as Cardell Jones once said. But what do you do if you're Tua right now? You know, it it it's we have to find out how far he's going to drop. Would you you know if he drops to like a second or third round, then he's thinking to himself, maybe I come back another year, show everybody how I've played after all this surgery and my hip and my ankles and all this, and show I still have it. Um, what better way than to play for Alabama? But I'm not so sure I'd want to go back. I don't think he's dropping that far. I still think he's a first round selection. Um. I, I think I've got to go ahead and time to move on and see what's next for me. And is it that bad that he's not going to be, let's say, a top-five selection? So you pass by the Miamis, the Cincinnatis, the Washingtons, um, the dread, uh, the Jets, uh, the, just the dreck of the world, and maybe you get taken by a good team, kind of like the way Mahomes was taken by the Kansas City Chiefs. So maybe it's not all that bad for him. Yeah, and, and remember the Chiefs did trade up their a future first-round pick to go up and get him. But that's a really good point. You know, now now you're looking at a situation to where, and trust me, there's there's quarterback needy teams. I mean, Sam Bradford separated his shoulder during his final season at Oklahoma and was still the top pick in the draft. Now the timing was much different for Sam. That was the first game of the year, and he tried to come back and got hurt again. Uh, two has come. Uh, two has come. Injury comes with what two games now left on the schedule for Alabama, and then heading straight into an off season where you figured it'd be workout after workout after team visit after team visit, but. While I think someone would still take a chance on him, Arnie, you're right. You might slip. You might slip out of that top ten, and when you slip out of that top ten, may, maybe you end up in a situation that might be pretty good for you. Like, I, listen, I'm not going to try to get too carried away here, but like the Chargers, you could end up on the Chargers and, and be the next guy to sit for a year under Philip Rivers. Maybe you end up. I know you've been talking a lot about uh, Dallas. Maybe you end up in a place like Dallas if they're not sold on Dak Prescott right now. I know that's a little bit of a reach, well, isn't it? But I'm know, just Chris- saying, there's great options out there for him. Well, that's why it was egregious that he was even out there, even in the LSU game. But speaking strictly by uh, business, and this is a business, no way he should have put so much on the line, um, you know, because there's a big difference between being a top five pick and not being a top five pick, at least financially. No way he should have been out there um, with so much to, you know, with so much on the line and so much to risk. Uh, And somebody should have been sticking up for him. I don't know. Somebody should have said, no, you you can't get out there. Question, question, question. If Arizona was 10 and 0 and we're playing for a shot at the playoffs and your starting quarterback got hurt would you sit there and say he shouldn't play if he was injured if he was injured and couldn't play what do you want me to do say get your butt out there I mean, no, no, what, no 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 in in this situation with Tua where everyone had cleared him would you say no 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 we need to worry about his future no you wouldn't because you would want Arizona with a shot to go to the national championship game I but so, you know what though and if something happened to him I'd be wrong also though Right, but don't act like you wouldn't be there being the proponent of someone to try to play through an injury like this because you absolutely would. And people that are, oh, I would never do that. You absolutely would if you thought that it would help your team or be in the best interest. Uh, And again, this is unrelated to the ankle injury according to everything that I've heard and have been told. So maybe this was something that could have happened anyway. But yeah, I... I don't know. I, I I think that's a slippery slope when we start getting into how dare he played. We'll go more in depth on that coming up next. With Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank, plus Benjamin Albright here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I have one more point I want to make on this Jewish saga before we wow. go all in Was on the NFL. Wow, bothering you Just, through all the break, man. Wow. No, no, no. I, we, we ran out of time when we got yeah. into it. It wasn't bothering me. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Benjamin Albright's coming up next segment. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Ben's an NFL draft guy as well, so we can kind of get some perspective on what right. he thinks this means for Tua's draft stock. But, Arnie, in, in the old world that we call sports, now while I'm not saying you – Personally, the royal you, the royal we, right. don't always take too kindly to someone saying, yeah, I don't think I can go, and then hearing doctors had cleared him. 
So are you telling me that you think everyone would have had a logical response if the the buzz was out there that the doctors had cleared Tua and he could go? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to risk it. Come on. we would He would get filleted. He would get scorched. Oh, he doesn't care enough. He's Chris, not out there I, for his I, team. I, That's I, how it is. All right, Chris, first of all, how many times have we talked about Bosa and him sitting out? Maybe once. He's Maybe not the he starting took a, quarterback for Alabama. Well, I'm just saying though, but at least he took grief for for about ten minutes, and then we moved on from that. All right, that that's the first thing. Two, you think anybody minutes. would have? You think anybody would have given him grief after going through surgery, um, on, on the other ankle this time? And we know he's had at least what two or three injuries. You think anybody would have given him grief if he didn't play in that LSU game after 13 days removed from? From having surgery? I don't think so at all. Three, we all know it's a business. Sure, maybe Zion would have caught some grief, but what difference does it make? He's going to be worth a billion dollars. Isn't that more important? Um, um, you know, your brand, your name, than the going out and, and playing for your college football team and risking millions on top of millions, which is what he did, and now it's going to cost him that. That's not a wise business decision. You know, you asked me if he played for Arizona, what would I say? Well, why don't you make it more personal? If he was my kid, I would say, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Again, that's too personal. That's too personal. Why? If Why it's is your that the, son, you would be more worried about whether or not you can drive a Mercedes. When it's Arizona, you want your team to win. Arnie, I'm I telling want my you team right to now, win, but I would understand if he didn't no, play you, because he's got I, so much I going on for him. I vehemently disagree with you, and I think you're full of, of stuff. Wow. Right no, you really are. Yeah. Because if why. it came out, if it came out, and you're trying to tell me that doctor said, yeah, we've cleared him to play. You know, he had the surgery. He had the – it's not called tightrope. I can never remember what it is. And you think that he's like, well, you know, doctor said I could go, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait a week. You're telling me that you think the reaction would be logical from a fr- – fr- from the royal us? No, if he said well, – there's a big difference between saying waiting a week and I'm shutting it down for the rest of the year because this surgery um, just isn't right and I'm not feeling right about it. I, I would certainly understand, especially that it was his second injury to his ankles and he was going to be the number one pick. I mean, I may not well, we like it, was. but I can understand that, though. I, I may not be happy about it, but I would understand why he's doing it, Chris. I, I, I just – I think – I think hindsight is very 2020 on this one. Captain hindsight is king because had Tua Tunga Bailoa, and and again, I'm I'm making this very clear, and it was out there that, you know, he had this procedure, and it wasn't 13 days. I think it was three weeks, but I I mean, again, we're... we're No, for the LSU game, but whatever. Yeah, for the LSU game, right. And that's whenever he came back out was the LSU game. And he had had it before, and he was able to play well against Oklahoma. And and everything that we have now learned is we're all professional doctors was that, oh yeah, he could could go. And I'm not telling you that he should or shouldn't have. I'm just saying if you're going to act like everyone would have been, oh, good for him sitting out. Sure, the NFL guys would, and maybe a handful of LSU fans would have been all about it. But Arnie, I can hear my man Rob Parker right now. Doctors cleared him, and he's not going to play? What does that say about the kind of leader that he is? We would destroy him if he had made that call or made that decision. And also there's a big difference between missing one or two games, and you're saying we destroyed him. Did we really destroy Kawhi Leonard for missing a whole year with the San Antonio Spurs? Or do we not care because that's the NBA? Because he missed the whole, what, he missed everything but seven games for them. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe I follow Skip Bayless on Twitter too much, but. Uh... <laughs> If you're going to act like that Kawhi Leonard just got a free pass, I think you're fooling yourself right well, now. He did but... get a, well, he didn't get a free pass he, because he's doing it again this year. 
And he did it last year. Uh, of course he, he is got he a free get, pass. Is, is he? I mean, because every time I hear the NBA brought up, all I hear is people complaining about load management. That's it. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not paying attention right now. But we could go back and forth on this. I, I just think, you know, we live in a society where we want to sit there and say, do the right thing for your body. Do the right thing for, for yourself. And I'm not saying you and I disagree with that. Right. I just think if someone came out and said, you know, I'm healthy, I'm going to sit it out, and it's not the Liberty Bowl or the Poland Weed Eater Bowl, uh, if it's a big game like, say, Alabama LSU was, then, yeah, people are going to say, oh, he's it'll come up during the draft time. Well, you know, when he had an opportunity to go, he didn't, just like he did with Bosa. So I just I think you're fooling yourself if you don't think had he decided to sit out, he wouldn't get destroyed, especially – at a place like Alabama. I mean, come on. I, I love me some Bama fans, but Arnie, if they thought he was able to go and he didn't, oh, holy smokes. I think it would just be pure, utter outrage that he didn't give it a go, especially if they lost even worse in the manner than they did a and, few weeks ago. And I'll even take it a step further. Who should be making this decision? Is it the doctors? Is it Tua? Is it the coaches? Is it his parents? Who's the guy or the person should ultimately make the decision for this young man's best interest? and, you know, have his uh, financial well-being at heart here. I don't know if it should be Tua because he's too emotionally close to the situation here. I think it maybe his parents should be making the decision for him on something like this. No, I think you're right. And, and who's to say they did or didn't? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I'm just saying that's, you know, you, you've got to have somebody sitting him down because if they did, they would never have allowed him to go back out there. We're coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm just now re-watching that highlight of Alshon Jeffrey dropping. That was a tough catch. Yeah, that was people that were crushing him on Twitter. I've watched this about 15 times. That was nearly an impossible. Well, I don't want to say I don't want to get too carried away here. Let's just say it would have been a miraculous catch yeah. to come away with that. So we can we can play the meme of the dude uh, that was catching <laughs> babies all we want yeah. and say Nadra, <laughs> but that was a tough play. I will say this though, Arnie, before we get to the yeah. tweets and Ben Albright joins us, I'm not buying in on anything negative about Tom Brady yet, but we are seeing. Some we're seeing some warts on this New England Patriots team. We're seeing I don't dare I even say some some vulnerabilities with the Patriots. Right, he now? had the most incompletions in the first half in they said in his career, um, or at least in the last couple of years. It was pretty abysmal. He's not looked good at all. But the fact that they're nine and one has covered that. The fact they've got a great defense and they play in that crappy division. All and the AFC is just crappy to begin with. Also, as a conference, that's why all that's you know. Yeah, Baltimore's it up, horrible. Uh, point. Yeah. Okay, you right. got one. Thank you. There's always an exception. I before E, except after C, Chris. You know that, don't you? And Patrick Mahomes is getting healthy, and the Texans aren't as bad as they look today. And the Raiders are—they uh, have the greatest defensive end in the history of the NFL, Max Crosby. So you just settle down on your AFC hate, there, Arnie Spanier. Can, can I just—you uh, know—you have not. You, by the way, bad job by you keeping up on. Uh, the text out there. I want to read one that Paul says. They're called tweets for okay, goodness sakes, Arnie. says under Arnie's logic. No, hold on. Can, can I pause you for a second? Yeah. This is the first one that has taken a shot at you. So you want to read the ones that are about you, you diva. Okay, go ahead. Under Arnie's logic, Trevor Lawrence should sit out for two years. It's actually a real lazy, dumb argument. Still love you, though, Arnie. Uh, 
No, I wouldn't say that Trevor Lawrence, you know, we're talking there's a big difference between one and two games and one and two years, sir. I mean, let's go apples to apples and oranges to oranges. Let's not make it that crazy, Chris. Don't 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 compare Trevor Lawrence sitting out two years or actually one year now uh, after this year to, you know, two is sitting out a game after surgery. So come on now. Let, let's not be crazy about it. We that. are talking about an injury here, too. Uh, and by the way, Aaron Lemming, uh, one time guest on this show we'll have to have him on again though we'll have to wait until the bears are relevant again that could be a while uh tweeted that matt Nagy said mitch trubisky's hip quote unquote wasn't feeling right tonight he said it happened a few series before he was taken out of the game Nagy claimed that trubisky landed on his hip wrong and he said dave ragone is the only one who pointed it out to Nagy. um that doesn't really clarify things too terribly No, not much, at all. Does it? I'm more confused than ever now. <laughs> all right. Uh, a couple more tweets since uh, Arnie My finally dad had... had hip surgery. He was 85 and he was okay afterwards. So Your, your dad had hip surgery. He was 85 <laughs> and he was okay. But was he playing football the week no, after he wouldn't that? Play, but I, I figure he could play for the Bears, though. Um, Is it too early to declare Mitch Trubisky the Sam Bowie of the NFL? He makes Carson Wentz look like John Elway and Tom Brady. <laughs> because, again... You can't bring up Mitch Trubisky without pointing out what? He was drafted before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So he's going to get that. He's going to have that pressure. It's always going to be tagged to him, isn't it? Absolutely. And, yeah, we've seen enough. The sampling size is there. I don't need to see any more. Um, move on. Nothing to see here. Move along. Get yourself another quarterback because uh, Bears fans deserve better. They wasted this whole year. Um, though the defense wasn't as dominating as we thought it was earlier, um, but they did waste this entire year. They wasted the last couple of years with Mitch Trubisky. And DeSager, they've had a couple of injuries. Danny Trevathan didn't play tonight. Uh, you lose the quarterback of your defense, that can be tough, but not a pretty night for uh, for well, one Mitch Trubisky at all. And running back David Montgomery was active, did play, had the ankle, apparently an injury from practice, 14 carries, 31 yards, but the Rams are missing three linemen and two wide receivers. They had three tight ends questionable. It was just as ugly an offensive game on both sides as we expected. I looked up the 2017 draft you just mentioned. Miles Garrett taking number one overall. Mm-hmm. Bears move up to take Mitchell Trubisky, number two overall. The NFL itself, tonight, after the game, compared the careers so far of Trubisky, who was taken two. I saw this. Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall, and Deshaun Watson, 12th overall. Trubisky's averaging 200 yards passing a game, Watson over 250 a game, and Mahomes 320 per game, average. (laughs) And as far as number of touchdowns and interceptions so far in their careers, Trubisky 40 touchdowns, about 20 interceptions. Watson over 60 touchdowns, about 20 interceptions. And Mahomes over 60 touchdowns, only 14 interceptions. Hey, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, usually when they put stats up like that, everything is close, and you're like, wow, I didn't know everything was that close. <laughs> you ever, no, seriously, you ever seen where no, they right. I'm not go out of their, they, they went out of their way to That's make right. him look bad. I, I've never seen that before where they go out, like, if somebody throws four interceptions, they don't say, here's all the other quarterbacks that threw four interceptions or something like that. They went out of their way to make him look bad. By the way, you know who else was available in the top ten? Chris McCaffrey was taken in that draft as well. So, I mean, you move up and take Mitchell Trubisky, and then he is by far the worst of those three quarterbacks. Winning percentage, passer rating, all of that. 
Did, did you just say who to Mitchell? Joking, or, joking. To, okay. And by the way, as far as the Trubisky, can we still put it in air quotes, injury tonight where he gets pulled for the final series, is Coach Nagy said, be honest with how you're feeling, and then I made the decision to take him out. That's when he pulled Trubisky aside. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe no, that's, he was that's talking he was to Trubisky talking to after he made the decision. Stop with the baloney. Yeah. Come on. He was he, he was. he had his play sheet over his mouth talking to him after the decision was made. Yep. You're correct. Uh, and then uh, two more quick ones here off the Twitter machine. Ernie, the great opiner, writes, Arnie, how does it feel to have another weekend where none of your football teams win? Your Wildcats, Dolphins, and even though the Giants didn't play, they would have lost too. And what's the temp up there? Are we going to lose you again like last night's great show? What happened? No, it's a little bit warmer we're in the 20s and 30s we're not down to like two degrees today so we're okay now did we lose you last night did you freeze out like a minute i you know Uh, froze out it's cold outside what do you want i live in vermont uh, and then Brendan writes, I hope Tua makes a full recovery. As I read yesterday, uh, his draft stock will probably drop, which means maybe my Raiders will be in position to draft him. He How can about serve, the Patriots may take him? He, he can serve his cars back up until Carr becomes ineffective. Great confidence there, uh, Brendan. I, I don't think Carr's going anywhere, but John Gruden does enjoy collecting quarterbacks. Yeah. And they're moving to Vegas next year, so... I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the Raiders to be a team that'll be. In the you don't like my team. Patriots take them. You know, so the backup to Brady when Brady's done and calling it quits. Listen, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio <laughs> Studios, Arnie, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but yeah. we're going to talk to Benjamin Albright and yeah. Ben covers the NFL. I still don't think. I don't believe that you're going to see Tua get out of the top 15, but. That's just my take right now. Ben could come off and and shoot that to you know what. So we'll ask him next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Joining us right now on the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline is our buddy Benjamin Albright. All right, so Ben, we've talked quite a bit about the Tua injury, playing through it here tonight. Help us kind of put a, uh, no no pun intended here, tight uh, bow on this bad boy is this going to knock him out of the first round if he comes out, or do you still see him being one of those guys at a team, despite the hip surgery and where medicine is today, still taking a chance on him in the first round, maybe even the top 10? I think a lot of it depends on the medicals coming out of the surgery. You know, it's the same injury that ended Bo Jackson's career. Um, it's definitely going to be a red flag type deal for a lot of teams. going to take him completely off the board for some teams, but uh, it only takes one team to, uh, you know, to be interested or enthralled. So, you know, I, I suspect uh, that if he comes back healthy, he'll have uh, two or three teams that'll that'll be eyeballing him for the first round. What, what about other scenarios? Could he drop out of the first round? Could he go back to school? What I mean, what's the worst case scenario you see happening here? Well, I mean, worst case scenario, he never plays football again. Um, you know, uh, and that's that's a very plausible scenario. Um, you know, it's multiple injuries here that uh, that we're dealing with. Um, you know, the, the doctors are get, saying all the right things right now that he, that, you know, this they can fix it. That he's expected a full recovery after the surgery. But you know, we've seen cases where things like this haven't worked out like they thought it would. So, you know, worst case scenario, he never plays down in football again. Um, I, I suspect, like I said, that um, someone will take a chance on him if you know if the medicals come back clean. He'll he'll just have to go through extra stuff at the combine, and that's what they have those those three days of medicals for. Benjamin Albright is our guest. A much uh, much um, can I speak tonight? A must follow on Twitter has been. So help me understand the non on the field stories here, real quick. First, was this a mess with Kaepernick? Was this him torpedoing it? Was it the NFL with the cram down? What did you make of the way this played out over the last forty eight hours, Ben? Uh, well, I got a chance to watch the workout uh, be the live stream, uh, and I talked to a couple of people who were there, uh, team you know team types, and you know I basically said the same thing. The question was never Colin Kaepernick's arm strength; it was always his ability to process information on the field, uh, and, and you know and be a quarterback and read the field as you know with a defense who couldn't see any of that through the workout. And second, you know it's always drama following this guy, whether it's his fault, whether it's the league's fault, whomever. There's always drama with the guy and that's what teams are trying to avoid so fairly or unfairly whatever you think about Colin Kaepernick uh, teams are at the point where they're not sure that the juice is worth the squeeze you know most of them think he would be somewhere between 20th and 40th best quarterback in the NFL and you know is, is that worth bringing him on in the circus that creates Ben were you impressed with the workout or what 
But I mean, you know, he's still got it as far as the arm strength goes. Um, I thought he was off on his accuracy a couple of balls early. Um, after that, he, he had a couple of 55, 60 yarders that he hit his guy in stride. The arm strength's still there. I don't know if the athleticism is or not. Couldn't really see that. But, um, you know, it's, it, the question was never the arm strength. It was always, uh, you know, how accurate can he be with the football when he's got a defender at his face? And sometimes he was brilliant and sometimes he wasn't. You know, an inconsistency doesn't play in the NFL. So, uh, Ben, the other non-story, the Miles Garrett saga, were you surprised to see Cleveland shut down the interview with Fox? And where do you see the NFLPA interjecting themselves in this? I wouldn't surprise to see Cleveland shut it down. Uh, Miles is going to be appealing that, and there's some some strong indicators that – through the appeals process, he could get that thing reduced to, you know, maybe down to four games once the heat of the moment kind of blows over. Um, I think the PA, everybody else kind of get involved saying, look, Miles Garrett is not a violent man by nature. Um, you know, he's just not a guy who has a history of this kind of stuff. It's just something that, uh, you know, that, that, that happened, provoked, unprovoked, how do you want to look at it? And, you know, this could become one of those great uh, examples of a guy who puts it all back together, does the right thing, and, and sets the example for me going forward. So, I I look at him to try and spin it that way going forward. Mitch Trubisky. Did you know that he has a hip injury? I don't know if you heard about that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think about them pulling him and then talking to him right as they pulled him? And um, it looks like it's the beginning of the end uh, and probably too too little too late right now. But it looks like they're going to get rid of him or, or it seems like they will. Yeah, it's you know it's been a situation where they've tried to talk him up, tried to give him every opportunity. He was a guy that was always going to take a little bit longer, no matter what. Um, you know, one year wonder in college was always going to take longer. He didn't have the reps in college that guys like Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes did. You know, as four year starters, so you know it's always going to be uh, a longer process with him. And unfortunately, through that lengthy process, it just didn't pan out. He doesn't throw to his left. He doesn't process the field very well. Um, you know, he's still got all the tools in the world, but you know, it kind of reminds you of, um, I don't know, maybe Marcus Mariota down there in Tennessee, you know, a guy that just reached Ooh. the end of the rope with him. He never panned out, didn't become what they wanted him to be. And, you know, you kind of wonder if Andy Reed's going to come along or somebody like Andy Reed is going to come along, snap these guys up, have them be a backup for two years, rejuvenate their career, or if they're just going to fade off into the mist like so many failed uh, NFL quarterbacks do. I mentioned Ben's must follow on Twitter. It's at Albright NFL is where you follow him. So uh, if you don't know, he's based out of Denver. He covers the Broncos quite closely. And suddenly, suddenly it seemed like everyone, for some reason, turned on Vic Fangio. You were having to swat rumors out all over the place. Uh, it, it's still a young team, but have they, have they kind of lost confidence in Vic Fangio or is all going to be okay with him in the long run? No, not at all. That that report that came out today was absolute nonsense. Um, I, I, I texted a, a coach right after that report came out. He he openly mocked it, laughed at it, and uh, and and said that you know every family has its little quibbles here or there, but nothing like that uh, that exists. Uh, several players after the game were asked about it, and they uh, the Chris Harris responded that it was total expletive deleted. Uh, Von Miller said it was nonsense. Um, that they have not lost faith. They they love Vic Fangio have not lost any faith in him at all and um I, I don't know where that came from well we know where it came from now but it didn't come from a current bronco it came from a former bronco so we're not saying the same thing about jason garrett though that's not all baloney there's a lot of stuff about him and i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't put it past uh jerry to get rid of him at the end of the year 
Yeah, Jerry's got a special affinity for Jason uh, in terms of you know treating him like a son. <laughs> but he's kind of reached the kind of reached the end of the rope there. And uh, you know, if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, I think I have two names I'm really looking at. Uh, if you could pry somehow pry Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma, yeah. that'd be a tall task. I don't know that you could do it, but if you could do it, you have to look at that. And the other name I'd be looking at is Greg Roman. Uh, if anybody's going to maximize Dak Prescott, it's the guy who's gotten productivity out of Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor, and now look at Lamar Jackson. Hey, um, you, you know, just made Plank we cry, about... by the way. You just made him cry. No. Lincoln Riley's got a Lincoln Riley set. He's not going anywhere. Um, it, it's interesting to me to kind of see that we haven't been able to get a lot of juice on the field this week to overshadow what's going on off the field. And, again, sometimes the best drama is always off the field, but not necessarily the best week for game action on the field this week. But, yeah. my goodness, uh, my goodness, this, this, is, uh, this is shaping up to be one heck of a stretch run with some of the great playoff battles, isn't it? Yeah, I actually think there is some drama, some late-season drama, you know, kind of coming up. I, I didn't think today's slate of games was necessary necessarily particularly strong, but you know, I, I think that uh, there's definitely some, you know, some interesting and some intriguing uh, playoff storylines that we're looking at. Could the uh, could the Raiders have finally turned it around? Uh, could Tennessee, who had the rather soft schedule ahead of them, uh, you know, pull something out on the AFC side? On the NFC side, you know, it it seems like it's anybody's uh, conference over there. So, you know, I think uh, I, I think there's several storylines that are setting up for the month of December to be uh, to be interesting to watch. Ben, should we be worried about Sue Cravens right now? Have you been following this story? I know I see you got tagged on a few tweets. Yeah, I I put some feelers out a little bit ago. Um, you know, I was on air. I put some feelers out right before I went on air for a couple of hours. And um, there are some former teammates of him that are reaching out now. I talked to a couple of DBs uh, as they were jumping on the flight. So they're reaching out, trying to figure all that situation out. And uh, I don't have anything to report at this minute, but that's, okay. that's kind of the, what they're doing right now. All right, buddy. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, Ben. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Take care. At, at Albright NFL. Listen, uh, here, I guess I just saw Will Compton tweet this Raiders right. middle linebacker, but I, I guess there is some concern right now about his well-being. Uh, several different outlets reporting, or at least reaching out to anyone to say, check on him. He had protected his Twitter account. And right before he did, he had a very cryptic message that said, if these are my last days, I want to say I love you and I always will love you. God, I leave the rest to you. And he then tweeted goodbye with a heart emoji and locked his account. So we're keeping tabs on this story as it develops through the night, but praying and hoping for the best uh, with former defensive back for the Broncos. I know he spent some time in Washington, Sue Cravens. In the meantime, we'll continue to monitor what's going on in the National Football League and the latest on Miles Garrett and the NBA. Steve DeSager is in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios with everything going on. What's up, Steve? Uh, a lot of football to talk about, of course, but you mentioned NBA. LeBron James was sensational in the Laker win tonight. In fact, he had a game that literally no other player in NBA NBA history has had to do all of these things in the same game to shoot 60% from the floor to have at least 30 points 10 assists and make six three-pointers and zero turnovers the Lakers won 122-101 over Atlanta. Lakers are 11-2. LeBron finished with 33 points, by the way, 12 wow. assists, and no turnovers. And the Lakers had 14 block shots, five by Anthony Davis. Who's the oldest to win MVP in the NBA? You know, this guy's, what, 35 coming up on? There's got to be older worth, than that. Yeah. This is worth looking up.
There's uh, got to be much. Yeah, there's got to be. I'm a little busy that. at the moment, but I trust you. Oh, I will so get much. on that. In the you always end, have an excuse. Got to Go talk ahead. about this awful hip injury of Mitchell Trubisky. Wink, wink. <laughs> the Rams beat Chicago 17-7. to Bears have lost five of their last six. Trubisky, one touchdown pass, one interception, 190 yards. Bears season essentially over at four and six. He was pulled for the final drive, they say, due to a hip injury. The Bears missed two field goal attempts in the first half from 47 and 48 yards. So now you know it was a Bears game. New England 9-1 and after the comeback win at Philadelphia 17-10. Carson Wentz was sacked five times, one fumble. Zach Ertz did have nine catches for 94 yards, but the Eagles blew the early 10-0 lead. San Francisco was down 16-0 to Arizona in the first half. The 9-1 49ers came back for a win, 36-26. Jimmy Garoppolo, four touchdown passes, including the go-ahead score with about 30 seconds left. Oakland, 17-10 winners against Cincinnati. The Bengals are 0-10. Josh Jacobs, 112 yards rushing. Baltimore won at six straight. New Orleans now 8-2. Minnesota was down 20 to nothing at the half and still came back to beat Denver. 27 to 23 guys in the last five seasons in the nfl a team that's down 20 at the half had never come back to win oh and 99 wow so the vikings did something that hadn't happened wow. in i say about five years in nfl history they not only were down and getting shut out at home they then scored touchdowns on all four drives in the second half Jeez. to win this game dallas from Dak Prescott, well, they got a pretty good game from him and won at Detroit 35-27. Prescott, 444 yards passing and three Ooh. touchdowns. Atlanta and Indy with wins. Buffalo and the Jets as well. Georgia's up to number four in the new polls. Alabama fell to number five for what it's worth. Minnesota is down to number 11. Baylor down to 13. Auburn down to 16. In college basketball, Connecticut beat 15th-ranked Florida 62-59. to NHL wins for Chicago and Vegas. And Kyle Kyle Busch won this year's NASCAR title, his second series championship. He was tops in the regular season this year as well. Bush won today's finale at Miami. Martin Truex Jr. finished second. Back to you. By Thanks the way, Michael Jordan and Carl Malone, 35 years old, the oldest uh, to win the MVP. Uh, in the NBA. So uh, the, Kareem was 33 years old when he won it. So they would take your age from the last day of the season, I guess? I'm Ooh, guessing. good question. Yeah. Yeah, because a good in a question. month, LeBron turns 35. Ooh. Mid- yeah, I would mid-season. say 35. Yeah, I would say 35 is fair, then. Hmm. 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 You think he's got... Well, listen, we're not doing this. We're like 20 games <laughs> in this season. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I was sitting here the other day, uh, and someone... I saw Bradley Beal scored 40 in, what, back-to-back games? Right. And I thought, yeah, I guess Washington's having a good season. They won three games. So I'm not going to try to sit here and pretend... <laughs> he like was I'm great again, t- and they yeah, lost again was. today. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm giving this the attention that it deserves and have an MVP conversation no, in November with yeah, As far as MVP, keep in mind, James Harden's probably going to be close to 35 points a game. Yeah. He's close to 40 a game now. <laughs> Russell Westbrook sat out last night and Harden took over 40 shots. Yeah. He was loving it. Unbelievable. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Thank you, Steve. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. They we always have the highlights on during the show. Yeah. And one game we probably won't talk about much tonight is the My Raiders, Raiders and the Bengals. Yeah. Who are, <laughs> by the way, Raiders tied for first place right now with the Chiefs. Just That's uh, incredible. That's just incredible. I, I mean, if I had to give my vote right now, because the show's tonight for Coach right. of the Year, it may have Let's to go. go to John Gruden. Let's go. Um, but they're still on the outside looking in for the wild card right now. 
which is kind of a pointless conversation to have with six games to go, seven weeks in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you would have told me in the in our preseason shows that we do, Arnie, if you would have told me that with in the Raiders season, six games to go, they would not only be, and of course, they could be a half game out after tomorrow night, or they could be in first place when the Chiefs and the Chargers play, but the Raiders would be at six and four overall and would have a legit shot at the playoffs. I, I might have had you institutionalized yeah, based yeah. on the way that this roster was looking. And then you tag into it that your first-round pick gets hurt, and then you lose a couple of other guys to injury. Yeah, it would be really hard for me to buy into that. But, hey, they're they're doing a heck of a job and, right now in Oakland. Well, you know, you talk about injuries just real quick, and, yeah, it, it's phenomenal what they're doing. But how come every time I'm watching a game, uh, whether it's tonight with Philadelphia here, oh, they've got problems on the offensive line. And <laughs> right. the, the, the Patriots, they've got problems. Isaiah Wynn isn't there. And this, and this team's got problems. <laughs> the, the, the Texans can't protect the Sean Watson. What? How many injuries do we have out there? Every every offensive lineman's hurt on every team. I I'm not following. What the heck is going on out Look there? Look at the injury reports, man. They're insane every single week. And I'm a fantasy dork, so I love right. this kind of stuff. But and and you don't really pay too much. Yeah, you don't pay attention to offensive, to offensive line. linemen. Yeah. But you do because you want to make sure that your running back has wow. his healthy guys and your quarterback. If you're a good fantasy football player, ask Mike Harmon. But yeah, I am a. I'm a little bit blown away too, and I feel like we have this conversation almost every single year. Not like this, injuries though. up yeah. or injuries down. You know, I just I feel like it's it's almost every single year. But I was I was bringing up watching the Raiders highlights, Arnie. Yeah, Joe Mixon scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Right, that was the first rushing touchdown the Bengals have had this year. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. That was the That's first incredible rushing touchdown they've had this season. Maybe makes a little bit more sense why they are sitting there at zero and nine. I want to try to spend an hour. What's that? Oh, Andy, uh, first running back to have a rushing touchdown this year. Thank you for the clarification, lead lap. Andy Dalton had a sneak. So you got that, but the first running back to have a rushing touchdown. Oh, there you go. Okay. So I kind of misconstrued the stat a bit. So I want to move past. I want to spend our final hour talking about the games. And I want to get into some highlights. I want to get into your tweets. And I want to dive into buy or sell. But I want to throw one more scenario from yeah. the three off the field, and I, to his injuries on the field, and, and Miles Garrett swinging the helmet was an on-the-field issue, but obviously the cap situation wasn't. But the three non-game storylines, if you will. I want I wanted to put a bow tie on the Miles Garrett conversation. Did you think it was smart of him to cancel the sit-down interview with Jay Glazer about Thursday night? Uh, Jake tweeted, Right before NFL on Fox this this morning, Miles Garrett agreed to do a sit-down interview with me for today's Fox NFL Sunday about Thursday night. Shortly before we were headed to the airport, we were informed that Browns Brass brought Garrett to the facility and told him that he cannot do the interview. Now, a Browns spokesperson told Pro Football Talk that the team did not prohibit him from doing the interview, but that they instead gave him advice and allowed him to make his own decision. It was his decision not to do the interview. Yeah, I have those types of situations. Situations where, oh no, 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 it's it's not his. I, it, it, we didn't tell him to do that. I mean, we weren't telling him he can't. We just gave him some advice about not to do it. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of think in his situation, it might not have been a bad thing to say. No, no, no. I want to sit down with Jay. I don't want to clear my name, or at least try to clear my name. Am I crazy? No, you know, look, I, I love Jay, but I would have probably said you shouldn't do the interview. Um, you know, temper. You know, obviously tempers were flaring. Right. Uh, people were upset. They wanted this guy gone the rest of this year, next year. Some people wanted him gone for the, you know, forever. 
Um, like I said, tempers were just flying high. Let everybody calm down. You came out with your statement. It was, you know, well uh, put together. Your major apology. Mm-hmm. Nothing really else to say because people are not going to go, okay, we see your side. Now we understand. Let things calm down. Let people catch their breath. Look, look what happened since Thursday. Look at the two other stories with Kaepernick, True. you know, and, and Tua. It, all of a sudden, I feel like that's on the back page. So I think he made the right decision. There's no reason to talk to the media at this point. Has there ever in the history of highlights been a highlight that was played more in a 24 to 48 hour span than that helmet swing? I don't know. I, 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 I can't think of any off the top of my head right now that we played over and over oh. and over again. Oh my gosh! I w- I had it on the I had it on FS1 on uh, watching on Friday, and every single highlight was that. I wa- I was watching Sports Center, NFL. Every single highlight was that. So it's actually I don't know, Arnie. It's kind of a credit to I guess the pool of Kaepernick, and then an injury like two is that it was able to get that off the front page a little bit for twenty four hours, right? Oh, <laughs> kind of absolutely. A credit to them. It, absolutely. Well, the whole Kaepernick thing. Um, was like a debacle all day. Oh. You're, wait, you're waiting, what was it, at 2 o'clock at first? And you're like, okay, what happened? It didn't happen. Now they're waiting at 4 o'clock. They're going to another venue. There were, what, uh, 25 teams. Now there's going to be eight teams. And then he comes out with his statement and the shirt he was wearing. <laughs> I mean, you put all that together, and that was just radio gold. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I just want to see, you know, you, you saw the video. By the way, am I the only person that thought that he kind of looked out of shape didn't look like he had a football body to be honest with you but um i think he's going to get in the uh, nfl next year i know vegas put out lines on or there's some outlaw lines on where he's going to end up so i think the Bengals were the favorite at this point well when we come back to the geico fox sports radio studios let's get to sager's take on it plus we have locker room talk. We have highlights. We've got week 11 to recap with Arnie and Plank right here. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. 
this is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. On Fox Sports Radio. Uh, pass interference has become the new what's oh, a catch conversation in the NFL. We'll get to that in a second. It's Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even... If you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard. Won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. And it's kind of wild, isn't it? Steve DeSager joins us. I mean, if you're not going to overturn the play in the Ravens-Texans game whenever, what, Humphrey tackled him in the end zone? That was, yeah. Uh, actually, they did overturn one, or at least granted one, in the Cardinals-Niners game, which kind of blew my mind. I repeat, it's like recovering an onside kick these days. It just doesn't get overturned. Does it? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, John Gruden, for not challenging one today. He's over seven this year so far. Uh, speaking of those over Raiders, seven. though, you know if the Chiefs lose the Monday night game, the Raiders are in first place. Wow. You're right. You're wow. Right. <laughs> I might party like it's 1993 all over again. Actually, they weren't Jeez. good in 93. What am I talking about? 2000. I might party. I, I Greatest shock on the planet. Now, first of all, I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Chargers. Certainly not. But even when the but, Chargers are healthy the last five years, the Chiefs are nine and one against the Chargers head to head. So I assume, Steve, this is a Chargers home game that they're giving up That's for correct, because okay. they're in a temporary stadium. The NFL All can right. take the home game away from them. Gotcha. Same as Oakland going to London this year. Mm. So Mexico City, Azteca Stadium for the Monday Nighter, Chiefs-Chargers. Remember, the playing surface was the story a year ago, and they moved the Chiefs game to L.A. It was Chiefs-Rams that turned into a classic. AP says both teams have received, quote, favorable reports on the Azteca field this year. So for what <laughs> well, it's I mean, worth. It's, it's less than 24 hours from the game, so I <laughs> hope so. Jeez. Uh, by the way, I saw a stat on the Raiders today that they're getting uh, so many uh, – I mentioned earlier the three sacks from a rookie, actually four sacks from Max Crosby. The Raiders total have at least 10 sacks and 10 touchdowns from rookies in the first 10 games. That that's never happened before since sacks became an official stat in the league in the early 80s. They're getting that many contributions from guys who are just starting their careers. That is very, very impressive. Meanwhile, Amazing what happens when you've got a GM to Sager. <laughs> Uh, By the way, how are ticket sales going for them in Las Vegas? Are, are they like selling like hotcakes or what for season tickets? That's a good question. question. That's you would no think idea. that that would be. Of course, I don't know what the PSL situation is for that stadium, right. but you would think that that would be at least a better draw than what the Rams slash Chargers would be getting in their place, wouldn't you? 
Well, I think that'd be a better draw than what they're getting with the hockey, and the hockey's through the roof out there. So I yeah, the hockey. I can't which wait. Is to, I haven't heard anything about right that, on the though. other side of the freeway. Had been doing well, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. San Francisco's Jimmy Garoppolo with four touchdown passes in the comeback win against Arizona. All four of the touchdown catchers were from undrafted players, oh, how including great. a tight end <laughs> subbing for the injured George Kittle, who had a couple of the guy with the game winner, Jeff Wilson Jr., for crying out loud, was undrafted. The Ravens win yet again. That's six straight victories. It was 41-7 over Houston. This is already three times they've had blowouts like that this season, winning by at least 34. Three times in the first 10 games. The last NFL team to have three blowouts like that, first 10 games, the 1991 Redskins, who were a Super Bowl team. Also, we had uh, the Oakland win against Cincinnati, and the Bengals are 0-10 and might be getting the top overall draft pick. Jeez. Got to update the injury situation again on wide receiver Auden Tate, who was carried off on a stretcher, but did get on the team plane, wearing a neck brace, says he's okay. All tests were negative. Thank goodness. Uh, Michael Thomas of New Orleans, superb again. In fact, he's the first player in league history with already 90 catches in the first 10 games of a season. Wow. They got a win at Tampa Bay. And on the negative side, for Tampa Tampa Bay, four more picks thrown by Jameis Winston. He's up to 18 interceptions already in the first 10 games. Did you see him try to track down one of the guys that picked him off? He just was hobbling out there. He couldn't do anything. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, Winston already has tied his own career high for a full season. That's how bad the year has been. In fact, in Jeez. the whole league, you'd have to go back a decade since a quarterback already had 18 interceptions through the team's first 10 games. That was Jay Cutler, 2009. So things not going well. And the win was 34-17 for the Saints. So Michael Thomas is up to 94 catches. He also has most catches by a player in the first four seasons, over 400 catches. It's just silly what he's doing. I know there's more offense in all of that, but sensational. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, yet again, superb. 11 receptions, over 120 yeah. yards, plus 70 yards receiving, and they lost 29-3 to the Falcons, oh. no less. Kyle Allen was so bad. Eric Reed's talking horrible. about how the Panthers could use Kaepernick now. Look out. Great stuff to Sager. Hey, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll go through buy or sell and what everyone came for tonight, Arnie's Picks, here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, final hour as we come yes. to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, I guess now we've got to the point, Arnie, yeah. where we've gone back on Sunday Night Football and we've actually found the moment where we think Mitch Trubisky got hurt. He came out and said that uh, his hip just kept getting tighter and tighter and yeah. he wasn't able to go. So, yeah, just just seemed odd that you would wait until that late in the game to make the move. But uh, okay, we'll see if he plays next week for the Bears. But that's well, that's got to be one of the weirdest the stories. Yeah. I think he'll play again. I really do. But he'll play well tonight. It you know we we have this conversation every week. We play our game. What we learned, and we really haven't done it yet because there's been so many off the field stories, or at least maybe a story that started on the field and then grew into a major off the field story. I.e. Tua and, and Miles Garrett. But Arnie, in our what we learned in week twelve, uh, week eleven segment, excuse me. Uh, I, I I think we learned that 
it's finally over. I mean, Bears fans, you could have really enjoyed that screenshot you took when ESPN put you in the hunt for the playoffs last <laughs> week when you when you held off the Lions and that massive passing attack between uh, from what? Who was that? Dan Orlovsky that was quarterbacking them? Right. I, I mean, come on. But this was it, man. What I learned this week, the Bears are done. And it's not just an offensive problem. They're having problems defensively. They're not getting after the quarterback. I mean, the Rams have struggled to protect Jared Goff. And did they even have a sack tonight? So I am just, I am in shock with how bad the Bears have become. So Arnie, what I learned tonight, the Bears are done is so done. And it's maybe something that I've just put off knowing for weeks or at least well, admitting to. What I learned tonight, I've known all along, is Mitch Trubisky's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know where he's going to end up, but he's barely going to be a backup. It has just been abysmal. And I know you can't blame it all on him. He doesn't play defense, and the defense is uh, not as great as we thought it was at the beginning of the year. But, man, Mitchell Trubisky just can't lead this offense. And people will always remember that you traded up to get him and you put him oh, yeah. ahead of Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Now you've got to start all over again. But good news is there's plenty of quarterbacks to go around, whether it's rookie quarterbacks <laughs> or veteran quarterbacks. you certainly got a good uh, mix of possibilities out there. Um, there. There is another thing that I learned tonight. I um, And this kind of cracked me up a little bit whenever I was going back and listening to it, Arnie. I did learn that that Bill Belichick, believe it or not, for as much as we give him grief, I learned that Bill Belichick's got jokes. Good read on the play, you know. Checked the crosser was open, you know. We had another option on the play, but you know, made good decision. You know, keeps his quarterback rating up there pretty high. So I'm sure we'll have to ice his shoulder down this week and massage it and everything else. But that was a great that was a great play by Julian. Of course, wow, on that's Julie like stand up. I know. Why did they not give him a courtesy laugh? Don't you listen to college football oh press conferences? Goodness. You give a courtesy laugh on that. By gents. the way, Tom Tom Brady was crabby after the uh, game today, Ooh. giving his Belichick impersonation of just short answers and being grumpy out there. So Belichick was the guy that was actually kind of happy and felt good. Yeah. Brady seemed like we needed to kind of take him off the ledge a little bit with the way things are going. So with that in mind, Arnie, one of the things that I feel like I learned, and and again, this might be another one of those moments that I'm finally coming around on, I kind of think that the, the Patriots are more vulnerable than I'm even willing to admit right now. I mean, I just, again, it's not, I'm not one of those guys that's trying to go, Tom Brady's a system quarterback and he stinks, but the dude's also in his 40s. I mean, there, there is a point, right, where it starts to dip a little bit and you, regardless of how hard you work and how many supplements you take or how incredible your, your diet is, Father Time's undefeated here, right? Absolutely. There's no doubt. And that's why maybe Tom Brady was so crabby. Um, if they weren't playing a, another abysmal offense like the Philadelphia Eagles, they may have lost the game today. What I learned today is, Philadelphia, you better enjoy that Super Bowl because you're <laughs> never getting another one with Carson Wentz. I promise you that. Um, Whoa. You just, was that hot take uh, sports opinion? Yes, yes, very much so. You're burying, you're right. done with Carson Wentz. Of course, they technically already haven't won one with Carson the, Wentz. Right, yet. exactly. But the 214 yards on 20 of 40 today convinced you otherwise? I'm not sure. Well, you know, what, you what you're seeing so out of Carson away? Wentz. Why do you get so carried away with stats? Well, the show is tonight, but it's not that. It's just that this guy can't lead the team. He's not going to get him over. The, well, look at the record for crying out loud. Am I the only one That's watching better. the Eagles or what? 
Well, you might be, but I mean, there's still yeah, only a game. <laughs> there's still only a game behind the Cowboys. Here's what here's what Doug Peterson had to say afterwards. You always like, like to maybe run it a few more times. You know, uh, <laughs> sometimes you get in a game like this, and when it's again, you, you're either second and ten or second and eleven, maybe second and nine. It, it kind of you're not staying ahead. You know what I mean? And, and that's that was kind of our struggle in the run game tonight. Something we got to look at and uh, fix before next week. <laughs> Okay. Good luck. Good <laughs> By the luck. way, have you have you taken a look? Uh, final score. I, I guess we haven't really talked about that too terribly much. Seventeen to ten. So not really a a humdinger for the Eagles. But Arnie, they got the Seahawks next week at home. Then they travel to. Then they've got three incredibly winnable games. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically that the Seahawks get them next week and they lose back-to-back games. They then go to Miami to take on the Dolphins, and they're home for the Giants before they go on the road to take on the Redskins. So even if they lose next week to the Seahawks, they could still be sitting at 8-6 and six with games remaining against the Cowboys and another trip to see the Giants. I mean, I know we're not impressed right now, and I know the show's tonight and you hate looking ahead too terribly far, but 10-6 and six isn't out of the realm of possibility for the for the Eagles right now. And I think that's a pretty damn good season. But ten and six may win the division. True. I mean, yeah, they may make a run and win the division if they win that many games. I'm just not confident they could do that right now. Well, okay. Then let, they're five and five right now after today. All right. Let's just do Seahawks. So you think next, they're going five and one down the stretch there as well? Okay. Well, yeah. Seahawks next week. At home. Uh, I don't like that one. Okay. At Miami. Well, Miami's played better, but I'll give them a victory there, even though it's at Miami. Uh, against the Giants. I'll home. give you a victory against the Giants. Okay. Too. At Washington. Okay, you got that one also. Okay. Uh, a home against the Cowboys. Oh, you may be right, Dan. And then win. they go they to the New York five and one. <laughs> they could go five and one down the stretch. So I'm I'm with you. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here trying to uh, build a hill and die on it for Carson Wentz. But when you start looking at the final six games for the Eagles, this by no means I think is a death knell. And the Cowboys, for as yeah you know, as, as nice as it is to get a win, and the the stats looked really good today. I don't I don't think Dak Prescott is holding any trophy ceremonies for the way that he played today. Here was Dak afterwards. I know I can continue to play better and play better than I did tonight. Uh, that's what I focus on. I don't think about performances in the past. I'm not going to sit here and live too much on this performance. Uh, it's about what I, what we can do now, um, how I can get better. Um, we're going to close this book, and next uh, next opponent's a very, very good opponent. So uh, I've got to keep playing like this and put our team in position to win games. But, but Which, by the way, I, I don't know 444 yards, Dak. Congratulations. I don't know if it can get much better than that. <laughs> Whatever, we're just talking about what you need to do to win games, and it's awesome. And I know if you love stats, Arnie, you dig it, so that's your kind of day. Uh, what What is that? 60% completion percentage, 4-4-4, passing three touchdowns. It doesn't get much better than that. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to win many games, 24 carries for 75 yards no, as a no, football that's, team. And by the way, when he says our next opponent's a very good opponent, is that bulletin board material now? Isn't everything bulletin board material? <laughs> what, you can't say the Patriots? Is that what you're right. saying? Or or maybe he <laughs> forgot who they were playing. I don't know. And let's, let's not forget, we're starting to get to that point where the schedule becomes tricky from a day perspective. So you've got a you got a turnaround where it's next Sunday afternoon against the Patriots in New England. And then you come back home for a day on four days re- a game on four days rest to play the Buffalo Bills. And then you turn around and you got the Bears in Chicago, which again we'll we'll see where they are by that point. But yeah, the schedule from a, a days that you play perspective, Arnie, with Thanksgiving is tricky. So 
I learned today that Dak was impressive. But I don't think the Cowboys have the type of offense to where you – and again, Bobo, I know that you would probably be losing your mind because a win's a win, so I'm not dumping all over it. But if they're going to be a championship-caliber football team, they need more from that running game. Is that fair? Oh, you think so, huh? Okay. All right. all right. Trust me, dude. I'm, I'm so – to me <laughs> – He's so fired up. Zeke – no, Zeke held out for this money, and he, he's had like, what, three games where he actually looked decent? Mm-hmm. I was I forgot who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody in here earlier, and I was like, "You think about all these players that got these big contracts? Who showed up? They got a big contract, and not just necessarily from the Cowboys. Like, look at the Rams. Mm-hmm. They gave Girly, they yeah. gave Gurley that contract, and Gurley all all of a sudden starts missing games. Now he got arthritis. Golf got this contract, and Golf just looks like a regular average backup quarterback. Not even a starting quarterback. He just looks like a backup." <laughs> Right. Quarterback. Zeke, it, of course. Zeke, uh, I mean, Zeke. Zeke's not running. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't even know who Zeke is right now. Seems like he's more important. Look at my nose rings. Yay. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, play some damn football. Run the ball. Do what you're paid $90 million to do. Uh, I bet you right now it. Jerry's looking in the mirror going, why did I give him that money? I should have just went with power and I would have been fine. But no, they're not is... even playing Pollard. Like, that's the crazy part. He had a change. touchdown today, yeah. Uh, all right, so let, let me let me let me pose one more here, buy or sell. And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to cede anything to the Bills Mafia, but Arnie, um, well, I guess this I guess this isn't really buy or sell. This is what I learned. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of our segments here. Arnie, what I learned today is I think the Bills are going to the playoffs. Now, don't get Ooh. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's a tough stretch coming up with back to back to back weeks against the Ravens, Steelers, and Patriots. But I think they're going to beat the Broncos next week. I think they can go to Dallas and give them a good scare. Defense travels. I uh, And I know it was a Dolphins, and I'm not trying to get too carried away with how good Miami is off back-to-back wins, but I'm, I'm kind of starting to believe they got this nice little cushion at 7-3. and three. You know, your teams that are behind you are, what, 6-4. and four. You got a game lead on them. I'm, I'm, what I learned this week is I think the Bills are legit in this race, regardless of how tough that schedule is down yeah, the stretch. I'm, I'm, am I crazy? Well, I am worried about that tough schedule. You're right about that. The Dolphins did have a 101-yard kickoff return. That's going to have to be cut out. Yeah. Um, but look, the Bills played a good game. Anytime you win on the road and you're the Buffalo Bills and you go to 7-3, and three, I told you that stat. Last time they started 6-2, and two, um, the last two years they started 6-2, and two, they finished 6-10 and 10 and 7-9. and nine. So um, good start by getting the victory. Josh Allen's not going to do anything crazy. He didn't have any interceptions, but he did have three touchdowns. So he managed exactly what he was supposed to do. Good game by him. Um, just a good victory by Buffalo. Just continue that way, but it gets much tougher, as you said. All right, so, and then one final note, at, le- at least for me and what I learned. So, Arnie, feel free to add on to it. We got buy or sell come up, coming up next. Your tweets right after the bottom of the hour. They've been great all night long tonight, and Arnie's picks before we get out of here. But I finally got to the bottom of the bad day for the book story that I completely botched in yeah, hour number Bernie one. Yeah, Bernie something in the yes. Oh, did he really? Okay, well, here's, here's what ESPN had on it. They said the ending of the Niners-Cardinals game on Sunday produced – a worst-case scenario for Caesars sports books, as well as for some Cardinal betters, with the Niners opening as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. They closed at 10. Other Vegas sports book, the, the, the spread closed at 9-and-a-half. 
Nine wow. and a half. So um, if they would have lined up to kick the extra point after time expired, it would have been 36-26. But since the NFL changed its extra point rule in 2018, for Caesars, it was a quote-unquote worst-case scenario. We needed the Cardinals to lose by more than 10 since no parlays lost and Arizona backers at more than 10 didn't lose. San Francisco by four was no good, but by 10 was the worst. We needed the Niners by 11 or more. Wow. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Uh, by the way, are we going to have another big story off the field too coming up? Or someone text me that also. I'm just wondering. Uh-oh, what's, what's happening? Did they text you or tweet you? No, actually, this one came in a private message on my phone. <laughs> actually, so I finally did get a, uh, a text. Me. They want to know if we could ever talk about Gronk's big announcement on Tuesday. Does that mean he's coming back? I'm willing to go out on a limb and say it's probably another endorsement. I'm going to say that also. I'm not, I don't think he's coming back. I, I hate when he does that, though. You know what I mean? Oh. Look, watch me, watch me. I have a big announcement on Tuesday. Uh, oh, by the way, here's the note from Bernie. The books needed the Lions, Eagles, and Tampa Bay big. They especially needed Philadelphia. Per Westgate, it was the second worst day of the football season for sports books in Vegas. Wow. Ouch. All right, when we come back, speaking of money, buy or sell. We'll play the game. We'll get Arnie's takes and his picks are right around the corner with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's the first time since week two of 2018 that Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. I said Kirk, so don't put it on the promo. As a quarterback, went into the first, a fourth quarter in the last two seasons since week two of 2018, trailing and didn't lose. They're getting smoked too at one. That's incredible. So he's never. Yeah, he he hasn't come back to win a game in the last two years as a starting quarterback in Minnesota, (laughs) where they trailed in the fourth quarter since uh, today. (laughs) This is the good job. Good job. Way to go. First time as well, the Vikings have come back from 20 down in a game. How about that? Uh, It's Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. We'll look ahead a little bit to week 12 here in a bit. Are you a... Are you a big fan like I am? I mean, Thanksgiving is number one on my holiday depth chart, so I've already started planning for my football viewing on Thursday, a week from Thursday. So do you get jacked up for little Cowboys, and a little Lions football, a little primetime football? Yeah, that, or that's my holiday. I'm not a big Same. turkey guy, but I'll, I'll put down 10 pounds of stuffing in one sitting. So I, All right. Yeah, that's that's my thing, and my, my mother-in-law makes terrible stuffing, so oh gosh, I usually have to go out right and now? I have to buy it. So yeah, that uh, you know, and I got to do some filling too. I'm going to be doing 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So uh, Eastern, so I got to do oh. Thursday Friday filling. Look at you! Look, Look at, at me! You big time! All right, so I was just going to real quick in looking ahead to next week. I guess that would be the following week. Because here's one of my buy or sells. By the way, nobody does this in Sports Talk Radio. It's buy or sell. It's where we take some of the biggest stories and we dive into whether or not we would buy or sell them. So here we go. Arnie, the Thanksgiving slate of games is the worst slate of games we've had on a Thanksgiving Thursday in ever. And listen, I love watching the Dallas Cowboys play, but sending Buffalo to Dallas, the Bears at the Lions in the early game, and your primetime game is New Orleans at Atlanta, though it will be New Orleans trying to avenge a loss. Now, this is me already looking ahead to two weeks, so are you buying that it's atrocious? Are you selling that? I already took a look at it. I said, well, I could nap during the Lions-Bears game, and I guess I could nap during the Saints-Falcons game because I'll be all loaded up on turkey. Um, yeah, the only thing I've got to look forward to is Bills-Cowboys. That is terrible. Yeah, they, I don't know. I wish you could flex out Thanksgiving Day games, but unfortunately you can't do that either. Um, you would have thought maybe the Bears-Lions would have been a little bit better, and I didn't think the Falcons were going to be this bad again. And you're right, they're going to have to you know, get revenge on that loss first time around. The Saints lost to the Falcons, but it's not a very interesting slate of uh, football action on Thanksgiving this year. There's not a lot of intrigue there. Which leads me to this coming week. Why am I not focusing on week 11? Why am I all about what's that? That gives you an idea of how bad. This was a crappy week. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Because this was a bad day, I guess, of football. Arnie, while next week's depth 
of the schedule isn't the best. It gives us some of the best matchups. Thursday's game is the Colts and the Texans. Right. Your your big game on Fox next week is the Cowboys and the Patriots. Your primetime game on Sunday night, Green Bay at San Francisco. And then Monday night football is the Ravens, Ravens at the Rams. Rams. So, I mean, next week, Arnie, one of the better weeks for big-time matchups, buy or sell. Um, there's about four of them, and you just hit all of them. The Cowboys-Patriots, to me, has a lot of intrigue. I mean, the Patriots don't look so great offensively, but they still went on the road and they won. They'll be back at home. What are the Cowboys going to do coming out here? Um, in, in a kind of a must-win situation, what's that going to do on the road? Uh, how are they going to go up against that Patriot defense? I'm so much looking forward to that one. And the Green Bay-San Francisco game, it's I think San great. Francisco was looking ahead to the Packers. Um, that's why they struggled against Arizona, though I should give Arizona more credit. It, but um, San Francisco, Green Bay is going to be another good one also. All right. Now, now before this next buy or sell, as we finally get to this week, sorry, people, we get to this week. I'm going to play a clip for you before this next buy or sell. So be careful. Okay, Arnie, here we go. This, oh, by the way, maybe I should set this up a little bit better too. This is uh, Mark Ingram. Just so you know, he is the running back for the Baltimore Ravens, and they were asking him about the potential MVP conversation. Yeah. The MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yeah. I'm right here in Beemore, the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. So in, in the flesh. Yes, sir. Trust. So that was Mark Ingram. Basically saying Arnie Spanier. Yeah, clean that up for me. I'm not sure what he was saying. Go ahead. If you have a problem with Lamar Jackson not being the number one choice for MVP, then you need to come see Mark Ingram and let him know about it. So, Lamar Jackson, Arnie, is he your top MVP choice right now? He's certainly up there in the top three. Um, I can see people making a case for him also. Be careful. Why, he's not in the top three? No, I'm just saying Mark Mark Ingram's going to come get you. If oh, yeah, you well, I mean, obviously, we've got to see how the Russell Wilson, but as we're looking at the show, and the show is tonight, I could see him getting votes. I wouldn't be surprised if we took a vote today um, and it was all said and done that he went ahead and won the MVP. I, I could see him making a case for that. I have no problem with that. All right, okay. I, I think that he is a legit candidate. I think sometimes when we have uh, – when we have a game like today and yeah. with how just the Texans were dismantled by the Ravens, I think we kind of forget about everyone else. And what the, the Seahawks on a bye, so we don't have anything from right. Russell Wilson to get into. And then we forget about how great we've seen from Christian McCaffrey. But you, you have a game where a team wins 41 to 7 against another playoff team, and you're. Your MVP candidate rushes for 10 yards per carry and throws for four touchdowns. You got to forget about everyone else. But I, I think this is going to be as close of a competition. I mean, I think we're about seven or eight deep on potential MVP candidates right now. And again, Deshaun Watson backslid today, right? But oh, Lamar- big time. I mean, <laughs> you, can geez, take you think obvious. so? I, did, did he even play at 169 yards passing or whatever it was? He was... He was awful, but give a lot of credit to that Baltimore defense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, I, I mentioned McCaffrey has been pretty special. You know, you start going up and down the league, you can kind of find, I mean, I, I like what San Francisco's done. I don't know if there's a true MVP candidate on that roster, but Drew Brees has been pretty good at New Orleans. Michael Thomas is having a record-setting year at receiver. So I think when you start digging, Mahomes, we'll see what he does in the final nah, come on, they six too weeks many of games. the season. Yeah. Uh, what if he lights it up? 
What if he goes 405 TDs on Monday night and that becomes the norm, what it's been? I mean, I, I don't think anyone's out of it. So I think this is a pretty deep MVP conversation. All right, Arnie, buy or sell, despite the easy schedule ahead for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys are in the driver's seat in the NFC East. I'm still going to go ahead and buy that. Look, I just can't trust Philadelphia. I can't trust Carson Wentz. Um, here was their chance to beat a good team, uh, upper echelon team. They could only muster seven points um, or one touchdown, I should say. They lose 17-10, and they really couldn't do anything like the entire second half. I mean, they really couldn't move the ball. This was their chance. I'm saying the Cowboys will win it, even though they're only one game behind the Cowboys. It doesn't look like Philadelphia really scares me, even with the easy schedule. I see them getting tripped up somewhere along the line. I think I still think it's Dallas's division to win. All right, then one more, and I know we're cutting it close here because we have so many tweets to get to in our next segment. Arnie, buy or sell, the Rams are back. Now, granted, 6-4 and four isn't battling for the division right now, and I mean, in all honesty, that's a two-horse race right now, if not even a one-horse race. But you start thinking about the Rams – the schedule's really tough down the stretch. Are you buying that the Rams are back and are going to make a playoff push after the win tonight over the Bears? No, they're not back. Look, you beat a team that had no offense. Um, you still look stagnant yourself. Like you said, you're still two games behind Seattle and three games behind San Francisco. You're probably not going to even get the wild card. I'm not feeling too good about that because Seattle and Minnesota has that right now. It was a good win, but no, by no means are the Rams back. They didn't look good offensively at all. You know, and that's kind of the thing from tonight that will get lost is how, at least I think it will. I know they only they finished with 17 points, and it, it, that had nothing to do, in my opinion, with how amazing the Bears were. They didn't even get a sack, but it was just how inept at times that Rams offense looked to be. All right, oh, we geez. come to you every single Sunday night from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But before we go any further, Steve DeSager is in the house for one final time to make sure we're caught up on everything going on in the world of sports and what happened earlier last night, if you will. What's going on, Steve? Oh, it's still tonight here. For nah, that's true. Still on the West Coast. It's still Sunday night. Uh, you know, the L.A. Rams did win on the West Coast, but as we proffered earlier in the show, they still might not be coming close to a playoff spot this Very season. True. And in fact, I can go a step further. I think in mid-November, we might know all six playoff teams already oh, in the wow. NFC. With the exception of who wins the Cowboys division, I guess, since Philly, you know, they're only a game back with the loss today, but... Right? It's 49ers and Seahawks definitely in the playoffs. Vikings and Packers are definitely going. Saints for sure. That's five out of six right there. Yeah, the rest is just jockeying for position. Who's going to get the bye? Who's going to be the top two seeds? All that stuff. And those teams, those five are so good that the Rams could win 10 games and maybe not make the playoffs this year. Wow. And put it this way, the Rams, okay, they had at the Coliseum the Sunday night game tonight and not much offense, but because it was the Bears, they beat them. A week from tomorrow at the Coliseum, the Monday night game is the Rams hosting the Baltimore Ravens, who've won six in a row. And then once we get to December, the Rams in a row will be playing Seattle, Dallas, and San Francisco. Those are their three Sundays before Christmas. So Goodbye. Six and four record, but it doesn't look great for the playoffs this year. They have dug themselves a hole. Todd Gurley did have 25 carries tonight, 97 yards, including a one-yard TD. Rams beat Chicago 17-7. to I mentioned Baltimore won at six straight. They're 8-2 and two overall, and in the Jackson versus Watson quarterback matchup, 
Baltimore wins 41-7. Lamar Jackson, four touchdown passes, two to Mark Ingram. And on the ground on just nine carries, the quarterback had 86 yards rushing. Baltimore never punted in this game, and the defense <laughs> sacked Deshaun Watson six times. He had oh two turnovers. Backup A.J. McCarron got in. He was also sacked. Gus Edwards on only eight carries had 112 yards rushing and a late TD for Baltimore. This team, including, of course, the quarterback's rushing yards, they're at 2,000 yards rushing already as a team through 10 wow. games. That's a first since the 1978 Patriots to be at 2,000 yards rushing already as a club. And Lamar Jackson, this is seven straight games now where he's had at least 60 yards on the ground, breaking the Michael Vick quarterback record. He's broken a Cam Newton quarterback record for rushing yards in your first two seasons. This team is great so far. And the other team in that region is the Washington Redskins. They lost at home to the Jets, 34-17. Sam Darnold, four <laughs> touchdown passes, and Washington is 1-9, and nine, and they set a franchise record going 16 straight quarters without a touchdown. Way to go. Before they scored in the fourth quarter. The irony is that the 16 quarters in a row without a TD, most in the NFL by a team since... The Baltimore Ravens of 2000, the one with the great defense that was trying Trent Dilfer and Tony Banks at quarterback and slump midseason. And once they got out of this slump of not scoring touchdowns, they went undefeated the rest of the way and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so just crazy. New England is 9-1 and one, and, yes, could be there again at the end. Hungry game. Comeback win at Philadelphia. Down 10 nothing first half. Beat Philly 17-10. Julian Edelman threw a touchdown pass. San Francisco 9-1 and one after a comeback win over Arizona. 36-26. Niners had trailed 16-0 in the first half. And Oakland beat Cincinnati 17-10. Bengals are 0-10. New Orleans won again. Dallas and the Colts with wins. And Minnesota was down 20-0 at home at half and still beat Denver 27-23. Guys, as far as the TV ratings, how's the TNT Ooh. NBA coverage doing with football season still going? The answer is not well. This past Ooh. Thursday night, you know that Steelers-Browns game until something newsworthy at the end. That wasn't much of a game. <laughs> Game, right? No. And uh, 15 million viewers for that game. TNT's doubleheader Thursday averaged about 800,000 viewers. We get more than that on this show. Uh, I think, I think you're right. TNT, in fact, this makes six straight telecasts with under one million viewers for their NBA coverage. So, Ouch. no, not good. NBA late game tonight, by the way. LeBron James was sensational in L.A. Lakers are 11-2. and two. They beat up Atlanta 122-101. to 101. LeBron, 33 points, 12 assists, no turnovers. College Hoops, Connecticut upset number 15, Florida, 62-59. Wisconsin beat Marquette. NHL wins for Chicago and Vegas. Kyle Busch took the NASCAR title. And tennis's year-end ATP finals were in London. The winner from Greece, 21-year-old Stefanos Tsitsipas. The number six seed takes the, the year-end event. That guy, for five matches this week, earns $2.6 million. In yesterday's semis, he beat Roger Federer. He won the final today. $2.6 million for the week. How was your week? Back to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> DeSager, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday mm-hmm. night. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you what. I'm sorry. I'm like giddy. Someone tweeted earlier and said, listen how happy Plank sounds with the Raiders winning. Yeah, every, that's true. Every, 
Every time I look up and I see that, now I'm fully expecting a loss next week to the Jets. I'll just tell you right now that I'm, and I'm already <laughs> worried about whenever people are going to start buying into their hype next year. But I do get a little bit excited when I see six and four and in the playoff hunt. I'm not gonna lie, you'll love to see it. All right, we are coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part, Arnie. Spaniard. Yes. Figuring out which way is easier. All right, a couple of tweets. I th- Eddie, way, I got to get a, I got to get a buy or sell to you. I want to ask you one. Oh, go ahead. All right, it's buy a- or sell. Does it really take and I, I you're probably not prepared for this. Um you probably want to do the research, but you could just go ahead and make up the answer. Uh, okay. Does it really take one full week to recover from a gallbladder? Shouldn't that take like about an hour tops? <sighs> Um, because I know people that had their gallbladder removed went back to digging ditches an hour later. Ben Maller takes a whole week off and then does television. Does it really? Are you buying or selling that it takes a whole week to recover from a gallbladder? I'm thinking more like about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, I, I'm going to sell that, Arnie. Wow. Uh, I mean. I told what, you. See, I shouldn't have just thrown it on you. You need to look that up. Do the I, research. I'd probably. Do the grab research. My, grab my medical journals yes. and dig in a little bit. But dig in a little bit. Because I'm, I'm saying about an hour tops. You should miss. I could see you missing the first hour of, of the show. But you got to right. do the other three hours. That's what I see. <laughs> Come well, on. The guy missed a whole week for a gallbladder. Well, I appreciated it because I got a fill-in, so thank you, Ben. <laughs> I will not lie. I, I should probably thank you for turning down the fill-in so I I'm can like, get it. The boss is like, <laughs> I started to cry. I'm like, no, I, I can't do the Maller militia. And I started to cry. He goes, all right, stop crying. Stop crying. You don't have to do it. Stop crying. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all in with Ben being healthy, so I'm glad he's back. He's coming up in exactly 22 minutes a from week. now. A week. Uh, Eddie's been been on fire tonight. Uh, Eddie writes, what we learned, whenever things look really bad, blame it on tightness in your hips. (laughs) And then he followed it up with this. I think the Cleveland officials later blamed a hip injury that caused Miles Garrett to miss his interview. Uh, I think uh, back-to-back, two two really good tweets here. This one's from Paul. Here's my thing, guys. I'm a Bills fan. Watch Josh Allen get killed every week. I watched Carson Wentz this year, and he's been awful. But the media coddles him for some reason. That is true. I mean... Um, they do coddle him. I have I to, you disagree. know, we pick and choose who we're going to rip and who we're not going to rip. Uh, and Josh Allen, it's not like we really ripping him because he's Buffalo. We barely remember Buffalo's <laughs> got a team for crying out loud. Um, so, uh, so we, I don't think we rip him that bad, but we do kind of coddle certain quarterbacks. I think Carson Wentz is one of them. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because. He went to North Dakota State. I don't know if it's because he's that prototypical quarterback that's, what, 6'5", you know, 250, and athletic. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But it really seems as if we will excuse away every mistake that he makes. (laughs) But uh, let's go through the laundry list. Josh Allen, um, Derek Carr. Uh, I guess in it, Mitch Trubisky, they make one mistake. It's like, oh my gosh, he's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. They're horrible. But yet Carson Wentz makes a mistake. And, oh, you know, it's just he, he's still getting healthy. When he gets 100%, yeah. he's going to be fine. Uh, Mike writes, have the Chicago Bears called Colin Kaepernick yet? Oh, and can we get that girl soccer kicker to replace Pinheiro? Did you see that? <laughs> By the way, 
No, we get a seventh round pick in Oakland for Eddie Pinheiro. Let's go. By the uh, way, is it, is it too late for a team to sign him for the rest of this year? Can they do that, or is that just too much, too wishful thinking here? Are you talking about a, a backup Kaepernick. kicker? Oh, no, Kaepernick. No, Kaepernick. No, no, no. I think you can sign him in a heartbeat. But here's the thing that I yeah. say every chance I get with a quarterback, quarterback's unlike any other position. You sign a quarterback, it takes him to maybe two and a half, three weeks to truly learn the system and understand the reads and get his timing down. So you might sign him, but I don't. I think he'd be inactive for a couple of weeks before he'd be ready to go. Kaepernick's I mean, had three years to study. He's, right? he's ready. But, but every offense he's is ready. different. Every offense is different. That's okay. Uh, uh, let's see. What was the next one I wanted? Oh, I, I like this one. This was this was really good. This was from Calvert, who writes, I'm a believer of Kyler Murray being the Arizona Cardinals franchise quarterback. I feel like he's getting better every game. Hopefully they can put it together. Yeah, I remember when time. you were I remember when you were ripping him. Um <laughs> coming, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, because I was. I didn't believe him and all we kept talking about was Did you hear the interview he did on Dan Patrick? Oh my goodness, the guy can't do anything right. And I'm like, I'm not taking that guy with my uh with my number one pick. He's gotta go ahead and be more of a communicator. I couldn't have been more wrong. He has just been fantastic. He he certainly has got the Cardinals trending upwards. They've lost they some great. tough games, but they really do look good. He's been tremendous. And, and then two more quick ones. I know we're up against it, Bobo, but uh, Mike writes, buy or sell, or excuse me, after 11 weeks in the NFL, I know this, I literally don't know how the Vikings are 8-3, and three, and yeah. they might be the seventh best team in the NFC. They're the worst 8-3 and three team I've ever seen. I want to reiterate that I think the Vikings, Scott Shapiro's team, is the most impressive team that I have seen. Oh, wait, in that's the our boss's team. I, I want to what say they're doing? the best 8 and 3 team. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, they're I fantastic. Games that I tapped out on today, that yeah. was one of them. When it was 20 to zip, I was like, well, I don't have to watch this anymore. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, no, <laughs> better get back to that. Uh, and then one more quick one here from Eddie who writes, buy or sell, Colin Kaepernick will be a huge marketing nightmare for any team that decides to pick him up. No, not for any team. I mean, you know, you go to Cincinnati, it'll be a plus. That team's a, a nightmare to begin with. Fair, so, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Touche. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's what you all came for tonight. Oh, it's yes. Arnie's picks to take us home on a Fox football Sunday. Public apology from me coming up in exactly 15 seconds. But first, wow. Arnie, great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com. And see how much you could save. Um, final segment. So thanks to Bobo, who I do owe an apology to. Uh, Bobo and I were sharing text, and he tried to call me, and I was uh, I was in the lab, if you will, and I <laughs> I did not call Bobo back like I should have. So Bobo, I am very sorry. I hope you will forgive me because I know you were fired up, and you had me all fired up, and then I screwed up because. My wife asked me to stay off my phone, and I told her, listen, I got to call Bobo. You need to stop it. Go know your – I did not say know your role. You did not say uh, that so, to her at all. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, honey, absolutely. I'll put my phone up. That sounds uh, and thanks to And thanks to Lita Lab. Great job on the guest Ooh. tonight. Benjamin Albright came on with us. Uh, my buddy Ari Timken from Big 12 Radio and the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And awesome work by Steve DeSager on updates all night long. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight to Arnie and Plank. We're not done yet. Big Ben Maller's coming up next. Oh, is he back from the gallbladder? Does he need another month off? He was back all week. I don't know if he needs another month off. I don't think you realize this. 
Yeah. There, A, he's he's your friend, and B, I, not a lot of members of the Maller militia have that sense of humor chip to where they realize <laughs> you're trying to be funny. They you hate you're attacking me. Ben. So oh, they hate come me. Back after you, so stop it. All, All right, right, so let's go. Let's get your picks in here before we get out of here. Give so, me so a little music. Put me in the mood. I don't have too many. No. Let's start with the college game no. uh, this coming up weekend. <laughs> Penn State on the road at Ohio State. Way too many points. The utmost respect for Ohio State on that offense. They certainly can run it up. But Penn State um, can keep up with them a little bit. I think 18 is too much here, Plank. Give me Penn State plus the 18. Now, what are we going to do about Western Carolina and Alabama and Samford at Auburn? Well... What is the line? I can't even find a line. It's got to be like 50 or 60 points. I will say this, though. Western Carolina will score more against Alabama than Samford will score against Auburn. So do whatever you want with that. Oh, I How about like my, that. Yeah, I like, like that. that. How about my Vermont Catamounts after they beat St. John's? They're a perfect 4-0. They go on the road, and they play Virginia on Uh-oh. Tuesday. Defending champs. No problemo. No problemo. The Catamounts will get the victory. Don't want the points. Don't need the points. Vermont, who is in some people's top 25 now, number 25, uh, gets the victory over the defending champs. They beat Virginia. Two other games. Give me Green Bay, uh, give me Green Bay plus the three on the road against San Francisco. And I'm going to take the Cowboys plus the six and a half against the Patriots. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But uh, they're no longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oh, <laughs> clap, clap, clap. You like that Vermont? And boom, there's a dynamite. I don't think that's Vermont's like little signature, is it? To go, it's Rrr. a catamount. Okay, well, I guess it fits. Rrr. I've had to learn to not ask you about your teams on the air and text you off the air. Yeah. Like, if I would have asked you last Arizona week Arizona basketball's show, looking good. Yeah, they are. But if I would have asked you on the show last week, hey, do you think Arizona can hang in there with Oregon and football? You probably said, yeah, we're going to beat them. Take them out. Kevin Sumlin, let's go. I, I just have to text you off the air to get the real answer. Yeah, because right. I said no. I said no. <laughs> I said, I said is there any it. chance you guys can yeah. keep this within a touchdown? You're like, yeah, no, that's not. But at least Arizona basketball is back, so I feel good about that. Hey, you've got one of your teams trending in the right direction for you. Now you know what's going to happen. When they get to a point where you're you're rolling and you're probably like 15-0, and 0, that's when the NCAA is going to drop the hammer with like a notice of allegations, and then next thing you know, you're going to be on probation. Just tell your athletic director friend to stop ducking us and schedule a game with Arizona-Oklahoma. Could you Listen, do that for me, please? As my athletic director friend, the greatest <laughs> athletic director in college <laughs> sports, period, Joe Castiglione, who has 22 people who worked under him that are either current athletic directors or conference commissioners, who's probably listening <laughs> while he drives to the college football playoff Election committee uh, uh, meeting. So please schedule Arizona in football. I, whatever I can do, please. All right, Arnie, listen. Have a yeah. great week. We'll be you all too. in on week 12 next week. It's going to be a fun week in the NFL with four massive games for uh, Bobo, for Lita Lap, for Steve DeSager, for Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Do not go anywhere as if you were going to. Big Ben Maller. Yes, he's been back. He's back again. Ben is back. Tell a friend. Ben Maller coming up next. For Arnie and the crew, I'm Chris Chris Plank. We'll see you next Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.